Good week for you, bad week for turkeys. Look at it, it's Monday. Ah, fantastic. If you're not working, I don't know why you're not up listening. Gonna need a note from your mom. We'll be here till, um, well, I got a wacky couple of weeks. I'm, I'm gonna be here today, Wednesday, not tomorrow. Why and then not? next week what? I'll be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, that's wackadoodle. <laughs> uh, I have uh, 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 a thing tomorrow. Oh, a thing. I, I got a thing. Mm-hmm. And then next week I got a thing Thursday and Friday. Mm. Going to Costco? No, but it does start with a C. And oh. it rhymes with colonoscopy. Oh. Ooh. Aren't you glad you asked? So sorry. Yeah. I was hoping you were going to say like Cabo or... Cancun, or, yeah. Well, it's yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't require prep time. It's Cabo <laughs> does. <laughs> well, that's true. As long as you don't have any beans. Everybody have a nice weekend. Yeah, I had a long weekend because I was off Friday. Yeah, I know. So it was very nice. Wackadoodle. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw the uh, Mr. Rogers movie. I highly recommend it. <gasps> was it good? Yeah, it's really good. I'm so excited to see that. Yeah, I think Did you cry? Uh, a couple times. Oh, yeah. how many times? I think two, maybe three. Did wow. you change your shoes when you came back into the house? I do. There's a rule when you go into the theater to watch it. Everyone has. To. Oh, really? And wear Cardigan's a cardigan. Everyone <laughs> wear a cardigan. Yeah, <laughs> zippered cardigan, not just a cardigan, <laughs> a zippered cardigan. Here. Now for some Hit. more news. What? Ready? Welcome to the top six of six. What? On the Steve Cochran Show. That is great radio. This is your first look at what people, animals, and assorted fruits and vegetables <laughs> will be talking about today. <laughs> Well, let's just get this out of the way. Bears beat the Giants 19-14 to 14 in a ugly. game. Yeah, like... It was ugly. Yeah, like a deliverance ugly. <laughs> like, stuck by a river, and here's the banjo music ugly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think that was the exact score I predicted. Was it? Yes. I'm sure you're right. 19-14, <laughs> the final. The Giants are terrible. And hey, let me ask you a question there, Andy mm-hmm. Mazur. And Andy Mazur's in for David. Uh, Carmen will be in tomorrow on uh, Wednesday. Uh, and b- by the way, just so everybody's clear, and it still works here. He it's been a weird couple yes. of weeks, so I think it's important to say. Uh, so uh, the, the Giants, why wouldn't they put Phil Simms in uh, at some point? You know, I think that might be... Would, and I don't mean Eli Manning. I no, mean no, Phil I know Sims. who you mean, because I think that would uh, please a lot of CBS viewers as well, if he would come back and play. No, why didn't they play Eli Manning? Why not put Eli Manning in? Because this kid's obviously struggling. Yeah, you got to let the kid go through his struggles, though. That's how you learn. Eight in a row? Yeah. So you you got to take... You gotta take long. Troy Aikman, his first year, was they were 1-15. Uh-huh, this is his third year. Uh, no, or his second year? No, no, you're talking, we're talking about the, the Giants kid. Yeah, oh, Daniel Jones. We're talking yeah. about the, he's a, he's a, our uh, friend. Yeah. He's Mitch. a rookie, isn't he? Rookie from Duke, yes. Yeah. First round draft choice. Yeah, he was you, bleeding, too. I felt He bad. was bleeding on the hand. Yes. Well, as badly as he played, he should have bled. <laughs> uh, the Bears win puts him at five and six, and technically still, still in a playoff. Yeah, match. heartbeat. Technically. Barely. They can do it. Got Detroit on Thursday. That would really uh, cap it off. A, a miserable loss to Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> <laughs> and a double dose of Hampo being cause. Uh, I don't know. Do we have, uh, Super Joe, I didn't hear a minute of Hampo being cause yesterday. I assume they weren't happy. Did you Did you catch any of that? Yeah, I didn't hear it either. I, yeah. heard, I heard a little I bit. They weren't happy, right? No, they, no, they were not happy. happy. Nope. Okay. Screaming as usual. Yes. Okay. <laughs> not happy. And they uh, left their food in, on the table again. 
Yeah, what is that out there? <laughs> it looks like some Spaghetti. pasta. Some I threw the with salad chicken. away. Yeah. But some <laughs> pasta with some chicken yeah. thrown in it or it something? Was one I dare you to eat it. One piece of fried chicken on top of I have really no dried doubt. Listen, up spaghetti. I have no doubt it was great when it was hot and fresh. <laughs> now it looks like an accident. If it would have made it to the fridge, I would have been all over it this morning. Uh, I would have that's slapped it out of your hand like the Secret Service. <laughs> Those boys don't clean up after themselves. No, that's true. I think they think they're leaving it behind so other people can enjoy it. No, I think they're leaving it behind because they're lazy. <laughs> they don't want to clean it up. Uh, next... Macy's alerted customers that the personal payment information may have been hacked. During a one-week period in October, Macy's said a reported incident that was turned over to the federal law enforcement officials involved found a suspicious third party who added unauthorized computer code on the retailer's website on October the 7th. In a letter sent to affected customers dated November 14th. Anybody got in a I didn't get the letter. I didn't get it either. I don't think I spent any money at Macy's in the last couple of months, huh? If you don't, you know, even if you don't spend any money, it'd be nice to get a letter from me. Yeah, it would be nice. I have their credit card. I think I'd get get one. Macy said hackers potentially had access to customers' names, addresses, phone numbers, and payment card information. Uh, According to the letter, Macy's removed the code from their computers on October 15th. So, again, just so you know, one week period in October. It doesn't give me information here, but I believe it's the first week of October. Uh, you could call Macy's and ask for the hack department if you need further information. Uh, next, you know that ugly cyber truck that Tesla rolled out last week? That thing that looked like a triangle on wheels? It was awful looking. 200,000 pre-orders for that thing. So, And by the way, with the breakable window. Kidding. <laughs> no. Yep. Uh, pre-order 146,000 times within the first 48 hours. 200,000 pre-orders at all reported so far. Uh, the CEO, Elon Musk, uh, tweeted all that yesterday. In order to pre-order the cyber truck, customers had to drop a $100 refundable deposit. I, I don't know that I would have paid 100 bucks for the truck. Mm-mm. I mean, it looks like a, a geometry project rolling down the street. How many people put down a deposit and think, I'll have the money when it's time to have the truck delivered? Yeah, what if you have to prove you can pay for it? Right. Because it's you know it's a, it seems like it'd be a hassle. Anyway, two hundred thousand times a hundred dollars is two gazillion dollars. Mm-hmm. So thank goodness Elon Musk got the money. In case you missed it, there's video all over the internet, which will live forever, of the shatterproof truck windows being shattered by a guy with a steel ball who whipped it at the window. And uh, Elon Musk laughing and going, "We'll take care of it in post." Ah, <laughs> uh, next, you got some pork product on your mind this morning? Well, it's morning, it's breakfast. Who wouldn't? The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Service announced that more than a half million pounds of pork are being recalled because they were not inspected. Uh, Maywood, Illinois-based Morris Meat Packing is recalling approximately 515,000 pounds of various raw pork products because they were produced without the benefit of federal inspection and outside inspection hours. I, I don't know how that happens. Seems like there'd be a routine. Yeah. Have pork, inspect pork, sell pork. Seems pretty simple. So uh, you may get more on Orion of that later in the day. Uh, next, Michael Bloomberg's in. Uh, thank goodness this brings... Uh, if you're a Democrat and you have not announced your run for president, I wouldn't wait much longer. I'd get in. Uh, Michael Bloomberg officially declared he's entering the 2020 race. Yesterday, the former New York City mayor, three-term mayor... Uh, is entering. That's not good news for the other candidates because he's got more money. He's running for president, he says, to defeat Donald Trump and rebuild America. He's 77 years old. He looks good for a guy of 77. Yeah. Uh, Forbes estimates his personal wealth at anyone? Anyone? That's right. $50 billion. 
Wow. Uh, it'll give him the resources to overcome any disadvantage you might suffer from missing the first five debates and his rival's month-long head start on the campaign trail. We can also check with Pat Brady on this later in the week and Eric Edelstein as well, um, by phone at least, because we're not doing the show with him. Uh, are they on Wednesday? Are they coming on Wednesday? No, they're not on this week. I don't think so. Uh, but anyway, asking them if uh, the, if you can get into some, all the primaries this late in the game. I don't believe you can. Uh, anyway, Bloomberg is in, and uh, he's not tall, but he's super rich, and he spent thirty thirty five million yesterday <laughs> yeah. on early TV ads. Thirty five million, if you have fifty billion, is like the change in your car yeah. when you go through a toll, and you think you need to pop some in there because you never really? got the iPass. If you have fifty billion, how much does fifty billion make in a year? Well, if you put it like in a one percent passbook savings account at the bank, not that much. <laughs> But, you know, $50 billion you invest and your money has sex and makes more money while you're sleeping. Uh, and finally this. The popular Allstate CTA train will roll again through Chicago starting on the green and orange lines on November 29th. That would be this Friday, right? Yeah, it's this Friday. Yes. Yep. Riders can see the six-car train decorated with holiday scenes and tens of thousands of lights. Santa Claus and a reindeer ride along in the open-air flat car. Train will run on different lines around the L system through December 23rd. And that's your top six at six. That's it! That's all today for the top six at six. No more! A lot of people stop me and they go, Steve, and I say, what? They say, what else is coming up on the show today? Well, let me tell you, uh, Dr. Kevin Most coming up. Every year at this time, Dr. Most ruins Thanksgiving for the rest of us by telling us how much ca- you know, how many calories are don't in Thanksgiving food. Don't eat that. Don't, don't overeat. Yeah, so Dr. Most standing by to ruin Thanksgiving coming up here in a little bit. Uh, Dan Hampton on the pathetic uh, display by the Bears. Hey, wait, they won. Let's try to be they positive. Did, yeah. Blackhawks tickets before uh, 8 o'clock this morning. Blackhawks had a, uh, a difficult... Um, Shootout loss. Very yeah. weird. There was a weird moment. I got to admit, as big a hockey fan as I am, I did not know this. Okay. But the brand new goalie, Robin Leonard, Robin Leonard who's done a fantastic job, hates the shootout. Yeah. His career save percentage is just over 50%. That's not good. No. That's not good. He hates the shootout so much that uh, it kind of stresses out about it. Yeah. So when the uh, overtime elapses and the shootout comes up, Right about then, um, you heard Eddie uh, Olchek uh, talking about it. And um, who's Eddie's partner? Uh, that would be uh, Pat Foley. Maybe? Oh, that guy. Yeah, 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 Pat Foley. Pat and Eddie talking about it. I think Pat brought it up and said he hates the shootout. And then he proceeded to lose the shootout. Yeah. Uh, two shots, five hole. Both. Yeah, it was yeah. bizarre. Because he's done a phenomenal job. Well, he had 40 year. saves in the game. So the question came up, if you hate the shootout and it's in your head, why wouldn't you go bullpen on it and bring in the other goalie? Yeah. It's not as easy to warm up a goalie as it is a pitcher. There's no bullpen. Mm. But if there's a guy, no, I get it. But if yeah. there's a guy who, oh, I get, I get what you're saying who yeah. is, you know, it's in his head that he's not going to do well. Yeah. And you could tell uh, body language after the first one. Yeah, it wasn't happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, breakfast with a Blackhawk later on the show. Who's going to be on today, Super Joe? Who do we have for breakfast with a Blackhawk? Is it a mystery? It is a mystery guest. Okay. Ooh. Huh. When do you think that mystery will be cleared up? Hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Richards after 8 as well. Uh, we got some Thanksgiving parade stuff coming up after, after 9, including the great Miguel Cervantes. Hamilton from Hamilton. Hmm. He'll uh, join us to talk about that. And Chris Sullivan from This Is Us. You know who Chris Sullivan is? 
uh, from This Is Us. Yeah, but do you watch This Is Us? I do Please. not. I do. Toby. Which one is- Toby. Oh, I love yeah. Toby. Toby's going to be on the show this morning because yeah. he's a, the other Grand Marshal for the parade. Yeah, there's <sighs> problem and problems coming up for Toby. Yes, mm-hmm. with the marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's losing too much weight. And she's not mm. happy about it. Nope. So she, oh, it's that couples thing where one person gets in shape and the other doesn't, yes. and the person mm-hmm. that doesn't is jealous? Well, it's just tearing them apart because of the time spent apart. And, and she's taking care of a baby mm-hmm. all day. Well, she supported him. And I said, I'll watch the show. Has <laughs> she supported him in his uh, yes, attempt to get healthy? she has, but she's also Not now. threatened by the fact that he's getting so slim, and she's because staying Because she's extremely overweight. Yes. Well, then that, that would be the jealousy oh, okay. thing. So there's right? a, yeah, just so, mm. yeah. So, um, and her feeling insecure is now leading him to reach out to his uh, CrossFit um, uh, coach. Yes, mm-hmm. isn't that a little predictable? We <laughs> We're guessing, We're, though. Yeah. Isn't that a little predictable? <laughs> it's just a, it was a group text. <laughs> oh boy! And uh, Hockberg's on later with his annual holiday home financing wishes. What? Uh, this is our last week on at this hour. No, that's not true. This is our last week starting the show at this hour. Next week at this time, we'll be on at 5 a.m. And by this time, I'll already be better. <laughs> All right, 6.40, and uh, the Steve Cochran Show continues now with our annual feature, Dr. Kevin Most Ruins Thanksgiving. Good morning, buddy. Good morning. How are you guys doing? All right. Sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, Relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Where will you be this week for Thanksgiving? I will actually be here. I'm... Uh we kind of do a couple special activities here with the medical staff, delivering some meals to individuals, and then uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and then I'll cook for a good portion of the family. So You do that every year, don't you? I do. Yep. Yep. Do you cook for yourself? No. Uh-uh. The oven gets turned on about mm, twice a year. Do you do a test run on the oven to make sure it still works? No, I probably should. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, what's your specialty for Thanksgiving? And don't say green bean casserole. No, all I, I do too. I do the turkey and I do the stuffing, and then everyone else brings everything else. Well, that's a pretty big deal. You yeah. know, I don't know if you know this, the turkey is kind of the center of the whole deal. Yeah, but it's so easy. You just put it in a bag and you put it in the oven. In your special turkey bag? Yes, <laughs> I do. I brine it though, so I, I, yeah, I you I put, put some a effort thought into it. Into it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, how many people will be attending the soiree? You know, only 11 this year, so way down. Yeah, we got 11 um, or 12. What happened last year? Didn't go well, so some people bailed on you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Now, all of a sudden, Brother Kurt decided he and his family are going to have it at their house, and then Brother David is going to go up to Milwaukee. So uh, it's uh, Sister Denise and Brother Brad and Mom and the kids. So it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. You know, you you and I don't live that far apart. If there's trouble, you can feel free to come over. I'll throw you a drumstick. Well, if Maureen could throw two turkeys in the oven, that might be a great backup. <laughs> um, I'll be picking up the turkey around 2, 2.30, 2.45. Because, <laughs> you know, I always like to plan ahead. Yes. Um, all right, so we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, Thanksgiving. But uh, this is an opportunity for me because, I mean, I'll talk to you this week off the air, but on the air, I just want to once again tell you that I'm very thankful for your friendship, but also thankful for all you do for people on this show. And I want to say that before we come back and I mock you for ruining Thanksgiving because I mean it and the incredible work you do. Uh, for Northwestern, you never take credit for it, and for for Mary and Joy, not just as your friend. I know how hard you work, and I know the great stuff you do. And I just wanted to tell you, uh, it's appreciated. And there's many more people thankful than have actually told you and should tell you. So thank you, Kevin, most.
Well, I appreciate that. So uh, it's a lot of fun working with you guys. I enjoy uh, every week just trying to think of topics that we could have fun with and yet uh, do some education. So uh, it's I get as much benefit out of it as uh, as you guys do. So thanks. Najee, Andy, I've told you this before, Dr. Sanjay Gupta and seeing a mm-hmm. wonderful communicator of medicine. He could learn from Dr. Most. Dr. Most takes complex medical issues, most of them mine, and he explains them <laughs> uh, to the audience in a way that's completely understandable. I agree with you. So, uh, Let's bring out Dr. Gupta right now. <laughs> lesson. Uh, we'll come back with Dr. Kevin Most to ruin Thanksgiving. Stand by for that. Back to Dr. Kevin Most now from your friends in Northwestern Medicine. And let's uh, talk about that Thanksgiving dinner. Doc, I think what you're here to tell us is it's healthy and have all you want. Uh, no, not so much? Not so much. All right. 48 million turkeys. There are 46 million turkeys. We want to get the number right because turkeys are running for the border right now in disguises. Uh, will be uh, uh, purchased and consumed. And uh, on this Thanksgiving, you can have anything you want in moderation. That, that is probably the biggest message right there. You know, um, we we all know that plate size is one thing, but really it's more about moderation. It's more about knowing how much you should eat. The the amount of calories that can go into this meal is pretty astronomical, especially if you think about people that go back for seconds for some of their quote-unquote favorite portions. So we really only need about 2,500 calories in a day for the average man and about 1,800 to 2,000 for the average female um, to maintain our weight and to keep our body weight the same place that it should be. Uh, And we go well over that with this meal alone on that day. So uh, what if we were to treat it as sort of a tasting menu where, you know, you have a little something of everything, but you don't have a lot of that and a lot of this? 100% agree with that. You know, if you do just go by the tasting, in other words, don't offend your aunt who brings, you know, X, Y, Z thing. Don't offend your mom who brings something, you know. Make sure you taste everything because there's wonderful taste. I mean, the meal is a phenomenal meal. But if you take and choose the right things in the right amounts, you're not going to end up feeling guilty the next day. You're not going to go, gosh, why do I weigh three pounds more than I did when I weighed in yesterday? You know, so, and it's going to be much healthier for your heart as well as uh, the rest of your body. All right, so let's talk specifics. How many calories yeah. will we consume? Well, it depends. So if you're a young buck kid who goes back for seconds, you know, you're going to be approaching probably close to 6,000, maybe even a little bit over 6,000. So you're talking three times the number of calories that the average person would need in a day. So we should probably run a triathlon Wednesday leading up to that on Thursday. Well, correct. And you have to remember, that's just the one meal. Now, a lot of people will say, well, I only had one meal that day. But you probably had breakfast. You probably had snacks. And then uh, and then you had the meal itself. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of calories to burn off. That's for sure. All right. So, G, jump in here. You have concerns about Thanksgiving? Doc can make them worse. Well, I'm wondering if Doc is watching everyone while at his dinner. If oh, he's mean counting like, calories. Oh, I thought you meant like Santa. He knows no. when you've been well, stuffing. in a way, he is. I mean, do you put a Fitbit on everybody and then just sort of keep track <laughs> of what's happening? I don't, G. You know what? I I just want to inform people. I'm not going to be, you know, the policeman at the at the buffet line there. Um, I just want to make sure everybody just has a good understanding of what is in there and what's healthy for them and how they can actually even prepare it probably a little bit healthier. Not that I'm a cook. Like Steve said, I, I turn my oven on twice a year. But there's a lot of things that we look at that we know that are bad for us. 
you know, the amount of butter that can be in this meal alone is enough to really uh, clog your heart. So it's one that you probably should at least think about how you prepare and then again, how you eat in moderation if you're the receiver instead of the preparer. But can one meal do that much damage, really? Just one meal? One overindulgent meal? Yeah, that's what a lot of people think. You know, it's like, really? So what? Let me do it one, you know, one time a year. And I say, go ahead with the dessert. You know, that's probably the one thing you should indulge in. The bad thing we find out is that people have a tendency to fill their plate. So although people probably say this is just one meal, I would bet if you tracked and trend, they do that more often. So it's an opportunity to at least eat the meal, but keep your calories down for a day. And Andy, I don't know if you know this, but turkey is a gateway uh, food. Yeah, exactly. Because once you have turkey, Brother you get foul. to the gravy, yeah. you get to the stuffing, yeah. and it all leads to the triple chocolate dessert of oh, some kind. That's so good. Well, you know, turkey's great, great source of protein. If people would just take the skin off the turkey, you decrease the yeah. amount of fat and calories dramatically. So oh, eat that turkey you. breast, and I know everyone wants the crusty, you know, the skin, but that's loaded with fat and that loaded with calories. So Eat the turkey itself, and you'll be fine. Then it's actually, so dry. you got to put all the gravy on there. Oh. Uh, we, we actually found a place that would just do a 21 pounds of turkey skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Andy, what's your question? Well, I'm going to go off the plate here because I know a lot of people are going to be traveling, uh, including myself. And I'm just curious. You know, I, I've had some, some issues with uh, sinus stuff, and that flying is always one of those things that I worry about with that. Is there anything you can suggest to those of us that are uh, afflicted with that that are flying this, uh, this holiday season? Uh, anything to do to prevent uh, the, the dreaded ear popping? Yeah, Andy, you know, you're absolutely right. Air is so dry right now, and then you're changing in the pressures. That coupled with how many upper respiratory infections are going on right now. Take a good antihistamine before, as long as you don't, if it's a long flight and you can doze a little bit, or if your uh, antihistamines don't bother you, they will help you at least dry out your sinuses and help the ears pop and crack a little bit um, and make it less painful. Little kids, that's especially an important one for them. Um, and then really be careful on the planes. You know, this is a time of the year where we say get your flu shot early because everybody's traveling. Airports are as filthy as daycare centers. So kind of have some hand gel as well to pre- keep you uh, healthy for the days after you fly. But a good antihistamine should help uh, with your flight. If you use Flonase for your allergies, it's not a bad idea to use the Flonase now, even though you say, well, I don't have allergies right now, but it will also help with your uh, air flight. Uh, you like earplanes, those uh, those uh, plugs you put in your ear that kind of open up your ear canal and keep it open? Yeah, you know, that open, that helps open the external, the outside of the ear canal. What we have our problem is really on the internal ear canal where the ear connects with the back of the throat. That's why you kind of blow your nose to pop those because the pressure then will uh, equalize from the outside of the ear to the inside. The ear plugs, all that really does is keep the pressure the same as, as it is on the inside. So they work in some ways. I'd say that the better thing that they work is probably more noise canceling because the amount of, uh, of uh, noise that we get on airplanes is not healthy for us either. All right, so let's go through the calorie count here before we run out of time. Uh, pigs in a blanket, 70 calories each for those little bad boys, so I'm not going to have any. No yeah, but I mean, it's easy to pop two of those, right? And all of a sudden, you're at 150 calories. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Spinach yep. dip. Uh, sorry, Popeye. No spinach dip for me. That's yep. 115 calories for just two tablespoons. Now, here's where I'm going to run into trouble meatballs. Mm. Yeah. Meatballs, 90 calories each. And I assume these are the small ones. 
These are the ones smaller than a golf ball. Yep. Oh, that ain't right. Yep. Stuffed mushrooms? Who needs it? No stuffed mushrooms for me. So right now, I'm only... I a... love the stuffed mushrooms. Well, that's a problem for you then, isn't it? Yeah, uh, gee, and the stuffed mushrooms, if people prepare them right, they often prepare them with butter, and they often will cook the, the parts that they put in the middle of it with butter, and, and if they redid how they put the stuffing inside, those calories would drop dramatically. Um, vegetables? This is why I don't eat vegetables. Vegetables can kill you. Um <laughs> If you have a lot of dip, that's really the problem, but you're not going to eat them raw. So I'm just warning you, vegetables, the dip will get you. Um, on to the main course. Turkey, eight-ounce slice of turkey is 440 calories. Yep. Now, that, that assumes that you're going to have some of the skin on it. So, again, take off that skin, and the number of calories will drop dramatically. Stuffing, <clears throat> a cup of stuffing, 400 calories. Yeah, and it's not so much that there's a lot of fat in there and a lot of sodium. So use low sodium um, kitchen broth or chicken broth when you do that, and then also try to keep the the butter out of the uh, stuffing, and you'll make it a whole a whole bunch healthier. Stuffing's my favorite. Cranberry yeah, sauce, cranberries, half cup, two hundred calories for cranberry sauce. Yeah, so that's a good and bad. You know, high in vitamin C, high in vitamin a lot of B. A lot of calories, but high in vitamins, and then also is a good anti-cancer drug, or food. So it's one that I say it's okay to eat that one to the, uh, this year. Sweet potatoes and marshmallows and brown sugar, 610 calories. Mm. Yeah. Now, if you just ate the sweet potatoes alone, very high in vitamin A, very high in vitamin C, great fiber. But we decide we're going to put mushrooms, or excuse me, marshmallows, marshmallows yeah, yeah. And, and brown sugar on it, and it, the calories just skyrocket. Oh, the marshmallows kill it, I think. Yep, you're right. Nasty. You're right, Mayor. <laughs> yeah. And Doc says, enjoy dessert, uh, so don't think about these numbers. Pumpkin pie, 300 calories a slice. Pecan, 500 calories. Apple pie, 425. Throw another 150 on for the ice cream uh, scoop. And you didn't even throw the chocolate in here, or as I like to call it, the Cochrane section. <laughs> No, yeah, so it is. It's more about proportions. So if you eat proportions right and you and you understand as you're preparing whatever you're gonna bring to the meal, you know, we didn't even talk about the you know, the the green bean casserole that everybody likes that puts the cream mushroom soup in there, very high in sodium, very high in fat. But you can still prepare the meal properly. It can be somewhat healthy and still very enjoyable. Doc, good luck with yours. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy, and thanks for once again ruining it. You got it. Always really? nice to do this annually. <laughs> He's the best. Slice of uh, pumpkin pie, 300 calories. You see the dude yesterday at the Bears game that brought an entire pumpkin pie to the game? With whipped cream. Yeah, with whipped cream. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Dan Hampton coming up on those Bears right now. Well, what can you say publicly about the Bears that you haven't already said behind their backs? <laughs> or behind their backs that you already haven't said publicly? You know, yeah, they won. They won. Um, it, it was the Giants, and, and nothing's fixed. <laughs> The Hall of Famer Dan Hampton joins us now. It is must-listen radio whenever Hamp and OB and sometimes Kaz and Little Carmen, too, are on the radio. Good morning, Hamp. Hey, good morning. Oh, by the way, Hamp, we're sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Now to you. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, just like you you were alluding to, uh, much like Thanksgiving, a lot of foul play last uh, yesterday. So <laughs> somebody needs their drumsticks snapped. Um, all right. So so so, what are we supposed to get take out of that? What are we supposed to feel? I feel like Nathan well, Lane from Birdcage. Of course, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm bitter. I don't know what to feel about him. Well, and, and again, part of the uh, the subplot here is uh, if you think this team. 
uh, is giving you the bare minimum. Just wait till next week. Let's see what they can do. This was a, a giant team that was averaging giving up almost 30 points a game. Teams were lighting them up like a you know a house at Christmas, and yet we struggle. We have one touchdown drive, and to Mitchell Trubisky's credit, he looked like a bona fide NFL you know starting quarterback. Other than that, there was a lot of errant throws, a lot of really head scratching offensive uh, plays, and. Once again, you know, we always talk about, you know, sooner or later, you know, you got to think about what what are your, uh, you know, your common denominators of, of, of something you can count on. And, you know, the defense, they start collapsing. And, and, and again, we give up a 98-yard touchdown drive in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter against this team that most other teams are salting it away and putting them out of their misery, and yet we're letting them back in the game. So there's a, there's a lot to, uh, you know, if you make a checklist of things that, hey, we got to get to this and, 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 and do this, and well, we get a long list. You know, Hamper, it was nice to see Khalil Mack uh, disrupt some things, at least uh, at the set up that strip sack with the, setting up the touchdown. And I know it's been a, kind of a frustrating thing for him, but uh, nice to see him get back on his game. Well, and, and he has to. You know, folks, again, you know, when you watch some high school sports, you go, wow, that kid's really good, and wow. And I, Well, Khalil Mack is, 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 by virtue of the contract that he signed where he's the richest defensive player in the history of the, the world, we have to expect more. And, and somehow, some way, he's got to be able to deliver. Yesterday, he had a couple of plays, and yes, that, that – pass rush where he turned the corner and then um, hit the quarterback as, uh, you know, as the quarterback as Jones is trying to throw and he stripped the ball out. We get it at the three-yard line. Those are the plays that he was given that contract to produce. And not once every six weeks, but hopefully, you know, a time or two a game. And I think he knows that. And at some point, the rest of the defensive line has to realize, hey, you know, on occasion they've doubled him, and they've done some different things. And I personally, you know, over the years I've, I've had, had to deal with those things. And you find yourself, rather than, you know, thinking, okay, I'm going to put a move on this top, you're starting to think about who's the other guy. You're looking around, and you're, you're getting high and, and, you know, playing higher than you should, and and you lose leverage, you lose uh, certain advantages. So, you know, he's got to figure it out. But it wasn't like he never was doubled before we got here or at any time last year, I just wonder why this last month and a half has been so hard for him to kind of come to terms with. But as you said, and he, uh, he did make a play yesterday that it essentially gave us a chance to win the game. It was, you know, a touchdown uh, that we scored after <laughs> four attempts on the ground and, the quarterback ran it in, and then it was a, uh, a beautiful Keystone Cop uh, sequence of a extra point, uh, a two-point a, a, a attempt that morphed into the longest missed field goal in NFL history. The uh, Lions are a mess. We'll preview that. The Bears are uh, sad about being booed. Now they're saying they don't care anymore. Hey, get used to it. I have people come in here every morning and boo me, and most of them work here. Um <laughs> Stand by, Hamp. More coming up in just a second. That's Dan Hampton sponsored by 
ChevyDriveChicago.com. We continue with the Hall of Famer, Dan Hampton. Before we go any further, let's get some good news in here. Give me a Dan Hampton Thanksgiving football memory, a good football story you tell. Well, uh, you know, uh, we've all talked a little bit about the uh, the 1980 uh, shortest overtime victory in history when Davey Williams uh, returned the ball 108 yards. And we uh, we didn't have to go out there and scratch around with the, uh, the hated Lions any longer. We got to get get on the bus and go back and, uh, you know, and fly to Chicago into a snowstorm. So there was always a silver lining when you uh, had to go over to Thanksgiving Day game. And, and, and back then it was Pontiac. Is there a broken nose somewhere in that story? Uh, I try not to bring that up. But, uh, <laughs> you know... Every morning when I get my TV in and set them to work again, I think about my dear friend Walter Payton. He was the one that gave it to me. <laughs> well, people need to know the details if they don't know them now. I apologize as your friend for bringing it up, but now you got to tell the story. Mom, and we're going to be on Wednesday at 740. And at that time, I'll tell you a little bit about the behind the scenes, but Essentially, at the conclusion of that 108-yard return, the team, we were just, you know, out over the moon, and we all started running to the end zone to kind of, you know, dog pile Davey, and I was one of the first ones there. And, and, and then all of a sudden, it felt like somebody hit me in the face with a baseball bat. And, then, and I didn't know what, everybody was, you know, jumping up and down and going crazy, and I got blood spurting out. Then finally, we get in the locker room, and I'm asking, what happened? What happened? Nobody would say anything. The next day, when we're watching the film, at the very end of the film, obviously it was the last play of the game, and we all, you know, the, the, the camera zooms in to the end zone. We're all jumping up and down, and we see number 34 come running up and do his end zone dive where he jumps up, you know, eight feet in the air, and he lands on the back of my helmet, which flips my helmet up, and the face mask comes up and catches me under the nose and rips my nose, <laughs> almost like rips it off. And obviously, that, that that's, that's what no created good. the. Uh, that's no good. You know, that's what friends are for. <laughs> Listen, if somebody's going to break your nose, might as well be Walter yeah. Payton, right? I mean, come on. If it's yeah, good, you, you don't it want some been a special rookie, then, right? Right, no, right. Nobody would know who he was, right? Uh, all right, so Lions and the Bears. We'll preview it in greater detail on Wednesday, but the Lions are awful. The Packers were horrible last night. Mm-hmm. Even though the Forty ers are a good team, that's two out of the last three games where they looked awful. Oh, you know, it's like rubbing salt in the wound, man. It just reminds me how much of a missed opportunity this season has been, even though there's this much hope that these guys could back into a playoff spot. Well, you never say never, and you're exactly right. You know, the loss to the Raiders, the loss to the Chargers, all those, they they start to come back at night, like, you know, you know the car wreck flashbacks. And you, you're saying to yourself, you know, if we would have just taken care of business when we had the opportunity, the chance, and, and and not wait till the end of the game and let you know slip through our fingers. Well, that's that's what you know. And I heard you talking about Cohen and the rest of these guys complaining about the fans booing because they have been down this road many many times. Right. You know, Cohen hadn't been around here. He doesn't have a whole lot of shelf life. 
We've seen this. We know the story, and we, we understand the gravity of dropping a game here and there, and that's what makes this game against the, the Lions on Thanksgiving not only more important, but almost – and I said this in the, uh, in the postgame. I said, you know, the Bears are in the playoffs. Yay. Not really, but we are. It's sudden death. You can't lose. If you went all the way out, you've got a great chance. You never know what's going to happen. But if we lose, it's over. So, yeah, in an abstract way, the playoffs started yesterday, and they continue on Thanksgiving. We'll see what happens. You know, Ham, as you look at this team right now offensively, the, the M.O. lately has been uh, nothing in the first half, and then all of a sudden uh, they come out of the locker room like gangbusters in the second half. Uh, it, I, I can't put my finger on it. Obviously, I think if they could, they would, they would solve it. But uh, have, have you seen anything? Have you noticed anything? Well, it's a combination of, of two things. Number one, everybody goes in with the game plan. And a lot of times, you know, and, and you got to just say, Matt Nagy has a, you know, a, a certain belief in what he thinks will be successful with his guys in a matchup against the opponent. It ain't, it's not working. And to his credit, he was able to make adjustments at halftime. We came out and we put together the only touchdown drive of the day. And so, you know, even though as bad as the first half was, and our refusal to do certain things that we know have have, have helped this offense get on track, well, in the second half, we were able to do it. And we went hurry up offense, and we moved Trubisky out of the pocket. We ran some deeper patterns. Some, You know, this 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 offense is almost embarrassingly bad, embarrassingly bad about not being willing or able to throw the ball down the field. And if you go back, that drive was almost like, to hell with it. We're going to do some things that other NFL teams do, run some you know, some deep slants and some crossing back. And guess what? They worked, and we need to continue that. We have to be more aggressive, more assertive. And that's one thing. It's almost like uh, we go into games, you know, all curled up when we don't want to try anything, and then when our back's against the wall and we've got to make a move, Sometimes it pays off. We've got to be more aggressive in the initial game plan and then let it ride and see what happens. Um, I, I don't want to just pick on Nagy here, but he is the coach. Uh, how did we get into the 75-yard extra point yesterday, and isn't that coaching? Well, and that's that's part of the uh, the problem that, you know, we have kind of, you know, raised week after week after week. This is a team that was poorly prepared. And so many different facets. And we ran 12 guys out on the field, you know, for an extra point. And, I, okay, Bobby Massey was in and out with an injury. Well, those, those are contingencies that you, you work out in, in training camp. If you're doing anything in training camp, or at the very least, preseason. Oh, that's right. We don't do that. We don't have to do that here. But, you know, the, the spring, Alan Robinson is a darn fine player. And I like it. But you know what? It was a. You almost have to have a, a little bit of a comedic sidekick in you, where you 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 have to you you know on a on one of those pick plays, you've got to act like you're trying to get across the field, not just stand there and then block a guy because you can't do that. Well, yeah, I, I, you have to be taught and and schooled and and conditioned to do these things, and obviously we weren't, and that's why he was he you know he was called and flagged for it, and then. We had the 12 men on the field, and then the next thing you know, we've got the longest field goal in the NFL history that we missed. And it was almost predictable 
and if you want to look at that whole sequence on the uh, on the south end zone, that's almost like the team uh, the season, a microcosm. Here we are given uh, you know possession on the ball at the three yard line. It takes four downs to get in because out of futility we finally run a quarterback keeper that you know if I thought our quarterback had a hit pointer. Oh yeah, oh that's right. Yeah, I, we I thought. You know, he was um, going to be struggling. <laughs> oh no, he's not. But that's another story. And then that whole sequence with the uh, the two point attempt and the penalty, and then the twelve minutes. That that is exactly what happens when you do not prepare adequately. And as the old sage Mike Dickey used to say, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. And uh, and it's a good thing somehow, some way, we got uh, the, the Giants' offense stopped there at the end of the fourth quarter. Otherwise, this would have been a humiliating, embarrassing defeat. And that is what makes the fans want to boot. You know, there's three uh, things that motivate human behavior uh, in, in show business in particular, and that's what football is, uh, but also in life. And that's the money you make, the want to please the people that employ you because you respect them, or just being a professional. What I don't see, Hamp, with these guys is um, a need to please the coaches. I mean, you told a million stories about Buddy Ryan and how Buddy Ryan criticized your performance. You would kill yourself to uh, make sure Buddy liked what you were doing the next time. Uh, I think that's part and parcel to the problem that's going on here is uh, nobody has a healthy fear of Matt Nagy. And I think that is a large part of what's going on here. And, again, it goes back... And I've brought this up a, a, a number of times. And, and I, I don't mean to be a killjoy. And, you know, last year the BU that he has printed on his play sheet, everybody thought was so novel. And, oh, how cool and how cute, BU. Well, that's, that goes against the team concept. Everybody has to subjugate themselves to the good of the team, and you have to sacrifice. And it's not all about you. It's about not letting your teammates down. And and if you're all worried about being you, then you're not worried about being a part of the team. You can't do both. And and sooner or later, everybody being encouraged to just worry about themselves, then this is what you have. You've got a team that's uh, that not only is underperforming, but they almost have an arrogance where they don't care about the fact that they're underperforming. And that, in the long run, is, is not only going to engender problems, not only within the team, but with the relationship you have with the fans. And we all know that, that winning is the great deodorant, and it takes away a lot of uh, the, the negative aspects. But, you know, beating the Giants by, what, the four or five points – at home, in a game where you essentially were treating like a playoff game, it's not very good. And then for them to whine about, oh, well, we didn't like the booze. If you didn't like the blue, uh, the, the booze, go out there and blow somebody out. That's what the fans pay to see. They want to see great football. We didn't get to see a lot of it yesterday. I, I think this team needs to kind of have a little bit of a, a wake-up call and realize, hey, you're not going to be coddled by the fans, even though the coach wants to. I'll let you go, Ham, but, uh, and we'll talk on Wednesday. But um, I have uh, good friends who have season tickets, and they say if uh, we wanted to pay money to be disappointed, we'd give money to our family when they come over Thursday for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, pay, pay Uncle uh, uh, Uncle Fred, who will uh, be in the scotch. 
Yeah, he'll right, disappoint right, you. Right. Dan Apton brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Thank you, Amp. And we're back with the uh, news in a moment on 720 WGN. Sam, I don't win the Blackhawks tickets. When I give you the cue to call in and win, and I say something like, it's time to call in and win, that'll be win. But I'll tell you what number coming up in a little bit. I have Hawks tickets coming up. Stand by for the Hawks tickets. I'm standing by. If you're seventh caller right now, 312-981-7200. Know what I'm saying? It's, good, uh, it's a good number, and uh, hopefully someone uh, deserving will win. Ryan Noble's coming up, too, from CNN. Now, I didn't want to pre-promote this because I didn't know if it was going to happen. But standing by on the phone right now is the whistleblower. What? Do you Whoa. tell me this? Yeah. Well, I didn't want to say it because I didn't know if it was true. Let me just go to the whistleblower right now, as a matter of fact. Is this the whistleblower? All right, question for you. Are you in any sort of danger by agreeing to talk to me today? Okay, so I have a code here. One is yes. Two blows is no. Three is maybe or no comment. Mr. Whistleblower, will you ever testify in public? That's a no. That's a no. Are you in this? Are you just out to get Trump? That's a no. Are you surprised at how famous you've become? If you guys have questions for the whistleblower, I'm telling you right now. I mean, you know, I didn't know we could get the whistleblower, let alone be able to pull this off. Uh, whistleblower, if you had the chance, would you like to punch Sean Hannity in the head? <laughs> of course, of course be a yes, that's right. Um, I don't know what you do after this as a career. Have you thought about the mass Singer? Say, hey, I'm good nice. for this guy. That's very good. Uh, let me do one for you, Andy. Well, I got one, yeah. Go uh, ahead. Can you, can you kick field goals? Yeah. Uh. Well, that's a maybe. Okay, good, good, good. That's good. a maybe. <laughs> Could use you. Uh, on Thanksgiving, do you enjoy the green bean casserole? That's a no. This is why I like this guy or girl. Notice I was mm-hmm. careful there. Uh, G, any questions for the whistleblower? Do you have a softer whistle? <laughs> oh, look what happened there. <laughs> he must like you, G. Or she. <laughs> All right, Whistleblower, I know we're short on time. I just wanted to say thank you for doing this. Thank you for coming on the show. I want to know how he answers to his wife. <laughs> or yeah. she. You, you don't know that it's a he. Could well, be a she. It could be either one, but still. Right? <laughs> how does he answer? That is, she by the way, <laughs> that is, by the way, the most in-depth interview the Whistleblower has given so far. <laughs> a lot so, of I'm info. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. We're on top of it. Uh, still to come on this program, as I said, Ryan Nobles, Dean Richards after eight. I was just minding my own business. I wasn't hurting anybody. I looked up at the Channel 9 uh, monitor that we have here in studio, and Jeff Garland is dancing with Dean Richards. Oh, oh the whistleblower. <laughs> uh, David Hochberg will be on later as well, and scheduled to appear. We got some timing issues, I'm being told. It's Toby from This Is Us after nine o'clock. Toby will be the co-grand marshal, along with our friend Miguel Cervantes from Hamilton, for the Thanksgiving uh, Day Parade coming up uh, later on. All right? Does that cover it? It's pretty good. Andy, when's the next Hawks game? Uh, That would be tomorrow night at the United Center against the Dallas Stars. 7 o'clock puck drop. We got one point on Dallas. We need to get two tomorrow night. Yeah, it would be nice. 
and get back on a streak here. Yeah, I mean, they've gotten points, but uh, again, there are possible points that they have left kind of on the ice. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What, what I'm saying, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. But just a little different way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> There's much news this morning to report uh, of a national and global nature. And uh, we'll come back with the winner of the Blackhawk tickets and Ryan Nobles. Hey, Super Joe, you got a winner for me uh, for the uh, Blackhawks tickets? I sure do. Jeannie from the north side won the tickets for tomorrow night's game against the Dallas Stars. That's a great game to be at, courtesy of Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing for all the right reasons, Four Seasons. Find them online at fourseasonsheatingandcooling.com. Rokan has more <clears throat> this afternoon. Is Rowan this week? I don't even know what the schedule is. I'm pretty sure I know he still works here. But is Roe on this way? <laughs> yes, he works here. So uh, there will be more tickets this afternoon, and we have more tickets to give away at any time. So stand by for that. And tune in uh, every Monday for more chances to win tickets to the Blackhawks games for four seasons. Um, people <clears throat> texting in, uh, why was Jeff Garland on with Dean? Jeff Garland is promoting his new special on Netflix. Which, by the way, is very funny. <clears throat> I don't just say that because I like Jeff Garland. He and I have been friends for a long time. But Jeff Garland, our man in Chicago, check that out. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, can, uh, other texters responding to the exclusive whistleblower interview. Um, <laughs> 630, so Bill and Wendy are gone, but Cochran's still on with bits like this. <laughs> That's right. You come here for the quality. You stay for the quality. Uh, so we hope to talk more with the whistleblower at some point, talk being a loose term. <laughs> uh, at 747, let's stand by for a second while I punch up Ryan Nobles here from CNN. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, Steve, good morning. I didn't realize you knew who the whistleblower was. Exclusive interview, just seconds ago. <laughs> so, uh, uh, listen, I, I was just going to say... Tell you what I'm doing first. Can I... oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm standing in line right now uh, at my uh, local my local library uh, to get tickets to my for my kids uh, for a special Christmas train. So oh, nice. uh, I had to be here early. It, nice. it opened at nine, and the tickets are gone in minutes. So my, that's what my wife tasked me with this morning. So if I'm a little quiet, that's why. Well, good dad, you are is what I'm saying. Uh, I, I just I'm trying to think if my dad would have done that. My dad didn't even know I was living at the house. <laughs> You think my kids will appreciate it? Probably not. <laughs> no, because uh, like you, we do everything. But that's okay. That's okay. The minute you said that you were waiting in line, I thought that you were waiting in line for a Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. I have not done that yet. <laughs> now they're good. Try them when you can. Um, all right. So now, a number of things going on here uh, this morning, and uh, it's hard to pick the top story, but I'm happy Ruth Bader Ginsburg is out of the hospital. What do we know about her health? Uh, it seems as though it was just a, a health scare. She uh, had a virus of some kind. It was uh, serious enough where she went to the hospital, and then they ended up transferring her to a different hospital and monitor monitor for about 48 hours. Uh, but she was out Sunday morning. They said she's going to be back at the court on Monday. Obviously, any health scare for her uh, is a, a major, major story, and so that's why you, it's, you saw the attention that it got. But you know, we never know the full story with these health situations, the president included. Uh, so I think that um, you know she's fine for now, and things are going to continue on, but obviously it's one of these things that kind of hangs over the election, right, because these Supreme Court picks are so big and she's not going to be there forever, uh, and so I think that's probably going into the decision-making process of many people uh, who are deciding who they're going to vote for. We now know that uh, Mayor Bloomberg, a three-time mayor of New York City, is in, spent 30-plus million yesterday on TV ads to make sure you knew he was in. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> will he have access to the primaries because a lot of those reporting dates are done? 
So, no, he's already said that he's going to skip the first four states. So he's not going to campaign in Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, or South Carolina, and he's just going to go straight to Super Tuesday, which is something you can do when you have billions of dollars to invest in a campaign. Uh, you know, a lot of these lower-tier candidates, like the Cory Bookers or Amy Klobuchar's of the world, they need uh, to gain the momentum of those early states to have any shot at raising the money necessary to compete in a place like California. Uh, Bloomberg's strategy is it's already too late for him to get into the game in those places. It also is a different kind of campaigning that I don't think he's necessarily suited for. You know, in a place like Iowa and New Hampshire, like I spent this weekend in New Hampshire, you've got to do a lot of hand-to-hand combat. you got to uh, talk to rooms of people, only about 120 people, and then take a selfie line afterwards. That's not something Michael Bloomberg is suited to do. Uh, so that's why he's just going to go straight to California. He's got an event today in Norfolk where he's going to give a speech uh, in Virginia and talk about the military. He's actually going to talk about this controversy with the Navy secretary. But, you know, I, I don't know, Steve, I, I'm skeptical about his constituency right now. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know who's pining for Michael Bloomberg to get into the race other than Michael Bloomberg. Uh, so I, I could see this crashing and burning pretty quickly. But, you know, th- this race is still very unsettled, so you never know. The uh, uh, famous Rudy Giuliani famously ran for president in 2008 when he was probably as popular as anyone in America post 9-11. He proceeded to blow off, uh, and he had an opportunity to get in, but he proceeded to blow off Iowa and New Hampshire, and he wanted to start in Florida, which was, I think, fourth in line at that point. So I guess he must have blown off South Carolina as well. Anyway, point to the story being his candidacy blew up because of that, because voters wherever go, well, you don't care about Iowa and New Hampshire. How do I know you care about me? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, there's every so often, and there's been some of the candidates that have even complained about it this year, that Iowa and New Hampshire don't deserve to be the first two states, that they don't necessarily represent the country at large. But for some reason, Americans appreciate the, the effort that Iowa and New Hampshire voters put into this process. You know, having been to both places many, many times, I can tell you that, these, you know, it, it's the only place in the country where if you show up to a political event, a good portion of the people that are at that political event are not necessarily diehard supporters. They're actually there because they want to learn about these candidates and find out, you know, kind of test their mettle. So even though, I mean, both Iowa and Hampshire are predominantly white, uh, you know, they, they don't necessarily represent the diversity of the country uh, on many different levels. But the way they go about this process, Americans seem to appreciate, you know, it's not it's not a guarantee you win Iowa and New Hampshire, you become the nominee. But what they do do is kind of call the field a little bit. They they kind of remove the pretenders from the competition. Uh, and Americans do appreciate that. And, you know, if you don't want to go through that kind of first uh, vetting process, uh, you're usually penalized for it. You, you just can't win the nomination by skipping those early states. So, Ryan, pivoting a little bit here, can you tell us if any fallback is going to happen, uh, fallout, I mean, in terms of uh, the Navy secretary resigning? What are you hearing from folks? Well, I mean, it, what's interesting about it is I don't think we know the full story yet. We don't know exactly you know, I think the White House gave, I mean, if you take the White House, the version the Navy Secretary gave, the version that the Defense Secretary gave, there's about four different versions of why uh, he was forced to step down. So, I, you know, I find in the grand scheme of things, is it going to really move the ball very much? I mean, I, this is another example of how, you know, the way that President Trump runs his administration, you either like it or you don't like it. Uh, I think I could see uh, some Trump supporters liking the fact that uh, he's, this is, they point to this as being an example of draining the swamp, that this is somebody that he, that 
he was at odds with, so he got rid of. And of course, there's going to be people on the other side of the the coin, people that are uh, you know established military folks who see this uh, as a Navy secretary that was kind of standing up for the way things are done in the military, uh, and he was expecting something from his commander in chief that he didn't get. I mean, it's certainly not a good thing. I think under any other administration, this would be a massive controversy that would probably be the focus of every single news organization for uh, you know weeks to come, but. We live in a different world now, and this I could see this being something that within a couple of days we've already forgotten about. Um, I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, uh, go deep on Giuliani here, but uh, there was a disturbing interview on Fox with Ed Henry. I believe it was uh, yesterday. It might have been Saturday, which included Giuliani, uh, who said the following uh, about Ed Henry. I expect the moment I heard Biden's name, I told my colleagues, they're going to try and kill me. Well, the mafia couldn't kill me, so they can't either. Whether he means it euphemistically or not, I mean, he sounds off the rails. Is, is there a concern about that? Well, isn't it the same interview where he also said that he wasn't worried about uh, President Trump turning under the bus because he had an insurance policy? Yes, exactly. And didn't say what the insurance policy was. I mean, I don't know. Steve, wasn't, hasn't that been a concern for a long time? I don't think that concern popped up uh, in the last couple of days. I mean, if you listen to the testimony uh, during the impeachment hearing and, you know, just it didn't matter who was testifying universally, there was this kind of uh, red light blaring about the role that Rudy Giuliani has played in all of this. I mean, uh, it, he, it's never, I don't think we've ever seen, at least in, in such a public facing, uh, someone that has no official role in an administration playing such an outsized influence in the day-to-day operation. Um, and, and there's not a, a serious level of accountability there, I think, on many levels. Um, you know, but this is classic for Donald Trump. I think that's the one thing that he's not out of the ordinary. He normally finds someone who can kind of carry out his bidding, uh, who is tangentially connected to him. That does, you know, he's got a lot of independent operators in the Trump orbit. That's who Giuliani is. I, you know, I have a hard time trying to predict how this whole thing ends. Uh, but to your point, it, it is uh, mysterious, and it's nothing like we've ever seen before. And uh, one other story to watch today, Devin Nunes uh, outed this weekend as uh, someone who spent 55000 in taxpayer money to go to Ukraine to work in conjunction, as the story goes, with Giuliani to dig up dirt on the Bidens after he spent last week in the impeachment hearing saying, it wasn't me, it was them. Remember that Shaggy song, It Wasn't Me? Uh, hey, how close are you to the front of the line? It hasn't even started moving yet. It doesn't open until the top of the hour. So. Okay. All right. But I think, I think I mean, I'm pretty far back, but I think, I mean, there's a lot of people behind me, so I think I should be okay. I should be able to secure these tickets. Yeah, I don't want to see a story where you had to drop a, hey, do you know who I am, you know, for the kids' tickets. That'd be <laughs> I don't think anybody would care. Rough. They're all probably annoyed uh, listening to this conversation. I'm only hearing one end of it, not hearing your beautiful voice. Well, that's all right. <laughs> Tell them it was me. Uh, thank you, Ryan. All right, have Happy a Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. And yeah, you. you too. Happy Thanksgiving. There All you right. go. That's Ryan Nobles in line to get tickets to his kids' deal. <laughs> that was pretty cute. Cool. That's yeah. nice. Uh, the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom is where Jen will be for Steve next. Texter who appreciated my exclusive interview with the whistleblower says, do you know how much wood a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? That's from Margaret in Bridgeport. We're looking for an answer, Margaret. We don't know if that's for him. Time now for a man named Dean Richards. Hi, Dean. Come hey, on. that's my name. So I'm out of my own business, not hurting anybody. <clears throat> I look up and I look at a monitor, and there are you and Jeff Garland dancing. 
<laughs> he's he's a very good dancer. Mm. All hands. Got to talk to you about your definition of good dancer. All hands, but a really good dancer. I texted Garland. I said I can't unsee that. So, Jeff's in town to promote his special. Oh, you're welcome, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, thank you. Uh, Jeff's in town to promote his uh, special, right? Net- the Netflix, Netflix special. yeah, Netflix special that he shot at the Park West. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, playing on Netflix now, and uh, I haven't seen it yet, but he says it's very good. What were you expecting to say? <laughs> it's terrible. Don't watch it. Yeah. Thanks. I'd rather be eating pudding. I have seen some of it. Uh, I've not seen it all yet uh, because I keep getting interrupted, but I like it. It's very funny. Good. We like Jeff. Uh, he's a very good dancer. <laughs> he's the Fred Astaire of the new millennium. <laughs> hey, guess what I saw this weekend? Uh, Mr. Rogers. I did. And? Loved it. <clears throat> Loved yeah. it. One of my favorite movies in a long time. Mm. Interesting way the story is told. Right. Um, makes you think about your life, your own life. How kind you are to others. Family's life. There's actually a, there's actually a mental exercise in the movie. The 60-second uh, yeah. exercise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, really well done. And as you stated last week, the movie is really more about Matthew Reese's character. Yeah. Uh, but it's well done, and all the performances are really good. The uh, the Matthew Reese character is a cynical magazine writer who is assigned <clears throat> to go interview Mr. Rogers, and it become it becomes life changing for him. The the real life magazine writer. This is all based on a true story, by the way. Um, the real life magazine writer's name is Tom Junod, and I interviewed him uh, last week. Also, we played it yesterday on uh, my Sunday radio show. So if you want to check that out, it's uh, up at WGN Radio. Com. It's very interesting to actually talk to the the real guy whose life was changed by Mr. Rogers. And uh, there is a woman in the show that plays the wife of Sterling K. Brown on This Is Us in the show in the movie. Uh, Susan Kelichi Kil- Watson, is that right? That's correct. And she's great. She plays Matthew Reese's wife in the, in yeah. the movie. Chris Cooper plays uh, the uh, estranged father. Of the magazine writer, he's good in it. Everybody's good. Even that Tom Hanks has got a lot of potential. I don't see it. I mean, I'm, I believe you. I mean, it's your business. No. And uh, the other considering thing, I'm mad at him. Yeah. I, <laughs> I thought that had settled down. That's only going to be for ten or twelve years. I don't yeah, really hold a grudge. No. <laughs> uh, and uh, the other thing I saw this weekend, which is worthy of note, was uh, I was really looking forward to Will Ferrell on Saturday Night Live because I love Will Ferrell. Yeah, me too. It was lame. It was not good. It wasn't funny. No. I didn't see it. There's a funny uh, um, attempt, a good idea in the opening of a star-studded redo of the MSNBC debate last week. Uh, But uh, that was... (laughs) And the rest of the show, you know, Dean has ratings. Here's my rating. (laughs) (laughs) It was... Harry Styles did it the Saturday before. It was so much better than Will Ferrell. But everyone was looking forward to They've they've lost their way again. After two super hot seasons in sixteen and seven or seventeen and eighteen, they've lost their way again. I haven't really seen very many this season. It's, they're not having a good season. No, it's not good. Mm. Not good. What's your rating again? <laughs> <laughs> what would it be if you really liked it? <laughs> it's diabolical. It's frightening. What would it be if you hated it? Well, I can't do a cricket impression, but it would be crickets. It would be quiet. Yes. The sound of quiet. All right. Now, I, I, there we go. That's it, if I don't like it at all. You are a master of impressions. Yeah, you know that and the queen. What um, if the queen liked it? <laughs> it was quite delightful. Queen's got a lot of problems right now. Andrew, come 
up here so I can fire you. Andrew is in trouble. I love how uh, Prince Andrew, in case you're not paying attention to the story of the Jeffrey Epstein creep, uh, that Prince Andrew uh, is now saying that the picture that he's clearly in may have been photoshopped, and that's not his hand. Other photos have been released this morning which show him in the exact same outfit in different poses all over the place. Circumstantial evidence, Steve. <laughs> I don't remember anyone ever getting impeached from the royal family before. No, I don't know how you get fired from your own family, but he did. He got yeah. fired from his family. Yeah, I've heard that happening in like plenty of families, but never in the royal family. Well, he Usually could get sent just, away. Well, Yeah, that's what I mean. No. Usually they just bury their misfits. Could you see the meeting, though? How much of a ride we've been on that you're about to screw up for the rest of us? You're out! You're out! Send him to the tower. <laughs> what is happening with this the queen? Really bad. The queen, queen is putting, the queen is putting her corgi down, <laughs> so to speak. It's eight thirteen. We'll come back with Dean. Tell us what's actually happening in show business. Play a little Taylor Swift montage as well for me and the other Swifties. Well, it looks like it's time for us to come back on the radio. It's uh, 8.17, and Dean Richards rejoins us live from Channel 9. Oh, withholding comment. Uh, and uh, Are you, hi, are you uh, just worn out from uh, Taylor Swift's big wins last night? Is that why you're out? A little I, out of sorts? I was so emotional all weekend. Saturday, I'm crying at the Mr. Rogers movie. Last right. night, I'm crying because Taylor Swift is being honored. Yeah, she, she won every category. Uh, for which she was nominated last night. That's number one. And they're going to call it the Taylor Swift Music Awards? Well, they, sh- they should. They certainly should. She also was honored as Artist of the Decade. Mm-hmm. Clearly. And uh, then she wins the top prize of the night, uh, Artist of the Year as well. So uh, with with her six wins last night, that gives her a total of 29 American Music Awards, five more than the previous uh, top AMA w- holder, Michael Jackson. So she is now the biggest winner ever of uh, American Music Awards. Does anybody else not get her? Taylor I, Swift, how dare you? I, I'm sorry. How I'm dare not a you? And my daughter yells at me all the time. I just don't get it. I, I actually respect you for coming out and I'm, saying nobody that publicly. else will. I I just don't understand. Outrageous. Her. I won't say it out loud. Great, she's a great songwriter. Okay, but songs, her voice are, is nice. So songs are nice. Yeah, they're so sweet, and you know, it's like. When was the last time you sat down and you Swiftied? I, when you listened to really what, no, what, what T Swift is now, doing. Mary, is it her songs or her persona that? Get under your skin. It's both. I don't really like her music. It's not all that Outrageous. great. Steve, I, can I just say three Carrie words Underwood in comment? Now? Yes, three on. words. Go I ahead. love Carrie Underwood. Three words in comment to all this. Haters going to hate. That's yes. exactly right. Yes, it's true with her. It's either way, one way or the other. Percent. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of text now. I'm oh, sorry. I just, you're going to be drummed out of, out of broadcasting. Yeah, we're going to kick out of show business <laughs> based on that. I appreciate you having an opinion. Thank you. I think it was great for you to share that. That Thank guy, the, the guy uh, that was now owns the rights to her early songs uh, when he uh, originally said he wasn't going to let her perform her old songs at the American Music Awards. Turns out he just wanted to work out a deal with the AMA producers. It was a big uh, cash cow for him uh, doing it. Uh, But when he first came out against Taylor Swift, he was getting death threats. So be ready for that, Mary. Oh, gee. As a, as a result. <laughs> because you'd have a lot of T-Swift Don't fans. Don't mess with the Swifties. Yeah. A lot of Swifties who would come after you well, with their I acne medication. I guess my going to kill me first <laughs> before you guys can get to me. Now, let's uh, just give a little example here. I I, I choreographed this performance. You know that. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked a little signature Cochran to me mm-hmm. as I watched mm-hmm. it. But uh, give a little, uh, just a little mini listen here. 
Everybody's gonna hate, 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 hate. She performed that song with uh, Camila Cabello and uh, Halsey, who Mary also hates. Yeah. And you know, I mean, T-Swift. The thing about, hey, the texts are coming in. People are with me. We're going to uh, identify every so performer that we talk about from now on, whether Mary hates them or likes them. <laughs> there, like was a, there was a, oh my gosh, did you see the steamy, was Sean, and then, uh, what's his Mendez. name? Mendez. and uh, his girlfriend. Yeah, Camilla Cabello. They're wow, they were just going to like they're a real do couple it on the stage. Yeah. I was going, what is going on? Mary Woo. was like, get a room. Yeah, get Mary a room. Mary was going, get out of the way, kids. I'm watching this. <laughs> well, I think everybody else was in the audience are going whoa that was really yeah i can't I even say it. credit for watching this, i didn't watch the show. whole thing i watched probably only 45 the parts you minutes. hated when taylor got her first award i was like i'm done <laughs> what? Wow. Wow. wow, that's interesting. Yeah. We get no. we do have a lot of people texting in in favor of you, but that's because the T Swifters don't have time to text while they plan your murder. Yeah. <laughs> They're busy. Look at this. I don't They're I'm a getting... fan of Taylor well, I'm sick said, of her she too. Said that's she what just the didn't texters are saying. Get it. She wasn't saying she yeah, just don't I like it. just her. I mean, I can like one texter said if she's disappeared 5 minutes ago, I wouldn't even notice. So, that's kind of how I am. It's like I whatever. Her, I think her songs are nice. They're, sure. they're sweet. They harm no one. She they're is pleasant. a rock star and of you know the what? highest She's order. not a rock star. Yeah, she is. No. A rock is. star? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm Joan say, Jett is a rock star. I'm going to say like, this. About- Joan Jett? <laughs> Joan That's a Jett? random name. Hang on, let me get my stonewashed jeans on if we're going to talk about Joan Jett. Come on, Deborah Harry. Joan Jett. People like that. She oh, is my just, God, Grandma. Stop all like, that. Give me a guitar. She's, saying, she's saying she's a pop star, not pop a rock star. star. Yes. You she are a digging yeah, I'm a... I'm trying to help you, Mary. You are Thank digging you. a yarn-filled hole with your references she's here. She's a pop star. She is. Wow. Wow. That's it. I'm going to say this seriously about uh, Taylor Swift. Help me, She Dean. writes her own songs. Yep. We know that, She performs Dean. her own songs. Yep. She says she is it all the complete, time. Hang on, hang on. She is a woman completely in control of yep. her own destiny. Yep. And I give her a thousand percent credit. She doesn't need anybody to help her. Damn right, Dean. I'll see you at the meeting. 401 Texter. Wow. I don't get Taylor Swift either. Just her music. She's very generous and kind, but yeah. her music doesn't do it for me. Sorry. Right. 312. Absolutely agree well, with Mary. Don't get her at all. Well, this was a good family talk, everybody. Happy is this a preview of the Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Dean must have a poster of her in his room. That's the one I gave him. <laughs> you got to give, give the woman credit. I give her she, credit. She's been killing but it I, since she was 14 years just old. Just because I give her credit doesn't mean I still have to listen to her music. And by the way, Ciara, Dean, the host last night, the beautiful Ciara, uh, she gets off stage and goes right up to her children who are there to ask how mommy did. That's not a moment we need. The cute little kids. Yeah, good, mommy. Can we go home now? Mommy, you killed it. Mommy, you crushed it. Do you get points on the back end of this thing or what? Well, besides the uh, AMAs that were going on last night here in Chicago at the Field Museum, yes, these guys were performing. Rembrandt? Yeah. Rembrandt's did kind of like an unplugged set. It was a, a benefit. Where was this? Field Museum? At the Field Museum. Great acoustics there. No echoes. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Much like the uh, the cast of Friends, uh, the other dinosaurs that were there. Uh, 
last night. Uh, no, they uh, were performing uh, for a really good cause. It's an organization that AT&T has started, which is uh, called, Believe Chicago. They work with uh, other groups called Guitars Over Guns and True Star Foundation that work with kids on the south and west sides of Chicago. So they raised uh, a whole lot of money and... You know, Friends is, is celebrating their 25th anniversary. It is so popular uh, right now. And they, and they really are talking about a reunion, right? I don't understand. I mean, I love Friends. I love Friends. I don't want them to come back. I don't know how you make a show now. Uh, I guess it would be like Will and Grace coming back, right? Or Yeah, but they can't all still live together in the apartment, right? Well, they I, had separate apartments. No, when they, they? When they, but they all kind of went their own way in the yeah, last that's the thing. episode. So, you know, how how that would be. They haven't said that they're going to do it. Uh, oh, I thought they had, they had agreed it was it's, it's not It's not a done deal yet. <clears throat> uh, but, you know, there there's talk about it. So I it, also feel like huge, Jennifer like Aniston is the version of Justin Timberlake. She's the one that's really broken out and become mm-hmm. the really big star. Mm-hmm. So, like, the other guys might get together, but she won't actually be involved. She's actually the one that wants to do it. Oh, mm-hmm. really? It's the, wow. it's the boys that... Uh, you know, hates oh. Jennifer Aniston and Sandberg. Well, let's back this up now. People go. People give me a hard time. Yeah. Right? Here's what we've heard since Friday. Bridget Ganner was on the show. Who did she hate Friday? Do you remember she hated somebody? Um, we well, hate him, but she was not a fan. Oh, it's Mr. Go, Rogers. That's right. What? Yes. That's right. She yes. said Mr. Rogers was she, creepy. Boy, she's yes. brave to say she that. Didn't I would say never hated him. Far. She said, "Let's be." Let's. <laughs> no, she, she said she was creepy. Creeped yes. her out. And today, Vanderbilt's on here trashing Taylor Swift, <laughs> and Sandberg hates Jennifer Aniston. Dean, I'm not the problem. I don't believe you that um, Sandberg hates. Jennifer I don't know Aniston. how you work so in I that do. environment. I don't know how you I've, work in that yeah. environment. It's amazing we have the numbers we have with all the hate in here. Who's going to hate? Um, uh, the Rock and Danny DeVito crashed the wedding. They, uh, you know, we, we were all in Mexico last week doing the interviews for their new movie, uh, Jumanji: The Next Level. Uh, the guys, uh, uh, The Rock and Danny DeVito, actually were taking a break from doing interviews, and th- they heard this was at a really fancy resort, uh, kind of exclusive resort in Cabo San Lucas, and they hear a wedding going on nearby. So The Rock and uh, Danny DeVito sneak into the wedding. They have uh, on their iPhones the Nat King Cole song, Unforgettable, and they serenade the bride and groom uh, with the song, Unforgettable. It, it's it's uh, The video is all over the web. You can take a look at it. Danny DeVito's hilarious. It's like Jimmy Durante singing. Uh, for those of you under 90 years old who uh, don't know who Jimmy Durante was, very, very famous uh, comedian actor. Back and, in the day. and somebody said there exists, because uh, I didn't hear this, apparently Howard Stern had this the other day, that Joe Pesci did a song with, uh, who's the guy from uh, Maroon uh, 5? Um, Adam Levine. Adam Levine and Joe Pesci did uh, an album or at least a a mini, uh, like four song EP of uh, songs. And Joe Pesci sings. We've got to find that for Wednesday. Oh, yeah. That sounds fantastic. All right, buddy. Thank you. Talk to you tomorrow. That's Dean. We're back with the uh, news next on 720 WGN. Jan DeSalvo is here uh, to uh, do the news for Steve Grzanich, who is off this week. And we'll tell you about the new schedule, which starts. Next Monday here in a second. Jen, are you a Swifty like I am? Uh, I give her, I no, I don't. You're I, not as mean as Mary is about that. I'm, I'm not mean. You know, I like any. <laughs> I like the stuff my parents used to listen to. All the classic mm-hmm. rock from the late '70s and '80s and all that. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe you could uh, go to the home where Mary calls bingo and where she's getting a room at the end of this week. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Play her some Joan Jett. <laughs> Going to move in with my Aunt Mary. She appreciates me. So, well, I'm telling you, so do the listeners. 90% of the people texting See? in say you're right. I know it's Thanksgiving week. There's a lot of weirdness going on in here. I got G over here throwing random animal facts at me because <laughs> she didn't sleep last night more than like 10 minutes, so she's punchy. You got a random animal fact for the kids listening? Sure. Um, did you know that it's true that sea otters hold hands? So the, the, just Google it. There's a really adorable picture of sea otters holding hands. And they do that so they don't float away while they're uh, sleeping. How sound a sleeper are they if they're <laughs> floating away? Sometimes they wrap themselves in kelp or seaweed well, to make doesn't? sure that they don't float away. Hmm. Well, thank you for that fascinating yeah. tidbit. Thought, do you want another one? Uh, well, that romantic <laughs> one, I'd hate to blow that up. But yeah, sure. Give me another one. Do you know that cows have best friends? Cows have best friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, can I just ask you a quick question? <laughs> How would you know that? Um, because I'm I'm just, I'm online looking at news. Oh, if it's on the uh, internet, it must okay. be true. Got to well, be true. The studies. But 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 how would you? Did they find cow notes to each other? Well, Dear Elsie. <laughs> well, that one cow is more attracted to another cow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Therefore, best friends. Yes, and they get very stressed out if they're separated from their favorite cow. Well, maybe the first cow owed him money. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Or her, as the case might be. Mm-hmm. And then you want the last one. I think you really like it. Rule of one. three. Okay. Turtles can breathe through their derrieres. Their butt. Oh, yeah, butt breathers. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think you know that this? We, we learned that in Frozen. Too. Oh, did you? Yeah. I haven't seen Frozen 2 yet. <laughs> well, they got the little flat face with the bad nasal passages. Of course, they're breathing out of their butt. Well, yeah. some aquatic turtles. Who yeah. amongst us hasn't butt breathed at one point or another? <laughs> oh. I knew that you would like the last fact. <laughs> no, I just knew it's true. I think it's true. Uh, Jen and I were at Frozen together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Us and all the girls dressed up as princesses. <laughs> right. That's, well, me too. <laughs> Um, and speaking of romance, did you know our man Andy uh, Mazur here is uh, dating a lovely young woman who has agreed to date him and there's no hostage situation at all? Yeah, there is no hostage situation. Did I, you know this? You know what? Oh, I think it's still going on, huh? What yeah. I appreciate wow. is that I did you. not know this and you didn't know it and he volunteered it. He was talking about his girlfriend. He won't stop talking very about her. Proudly. He was talking about how his uh, apartment or is mm. now looking more it's not like a, a livable anymore. home. Well, it's not a dorm room. room. But he's just talking about how great she is. Yeah, yes. She's good. Yeah. She's good. Absolutely. She's great. Did you move in together? No. Oh. No. Is that she was redecorating? But she's redecorating. Redecorating. When does that happen? Like, do you. Hey, listen. <laughs> could you, guys throw, each day could you guys throw a little more heat on this? <laughs> let's take each day as it comes here, okay? Well, he brought um, it up. Let's see. No, but I'm details. telling you, listen. Uh, yeah. I'm just telling you, as your friend for all these years. Yep. She has chosen well as well because you're a good dude. Well, thank and you. And you deserve to be happy. Well, thank you. Have you met her parents? Uh, not yet. They uh, live out of town. Ooh, oh. that's going to so be a big one. Uh, yeah. Let, yeah, let us Is know. Is she coming yeah. to your house for Thanksgiving? Uh, wow, a lot of no. questions. No, <laughs> Women have questions. Hey, dude, I'm sorry I brought this up. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going one place, she's going another to see her family. I'm going to see my family. Oh, yeah. well, maybe yeah. next year. It's still early, yeah. yes. So yeah. we've still got time. Yeah, keeping it fresh. Too early like for the, the holidays. <laughs> um, all right, we got a uh, break for the uh, weather here. We'll come back. And uh, Ryan Carpenter will join us for breakfast with the Blackhawk. The minute I say Ryan Carpenter, yes. you hear the first words he says be the seventh caller, then. And we have another pair of Hawks tickets for us. Okay, but not until you hear Ryan Carpenter's voice. And Ryan Carpenter, Center for your Chicago Blackhawks, joins us. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on today, Steve. 
Appreciate you being on. This is Breakfast with the Blackhawks. Uh, how you uh, how you feeling about this club? You know, you got that hot streak going. I'm as big a hockey nut as there is. And now I see those creeps from Dallas nip you the other night. We get one point. We should get two. I'm just waiting for another streak to start, dude. Yeah, we are, too. Um, I don't know. I just – but somehow, sometimes that's how the season goes. Sometimes you get streaky, and then sometimes you find yourself – on the losing end of things, and maybe it's just one or two things you feel like you need to clean up in your game or a couple bounces here or there. And so the boys are working hard, and uh, we're excited to, uh, to get back after Tuesday. It'll be another uh, good game. You guys have a nice mix of uh, some veterans and some youth, and you get a chance to see that uh, youth uh, pretty much on display on your line a lot of times. And Kirby Doc, what have you seen from him so far? Yeah, I mean, for an 18-year-old kid, he's got a lot of confidence and um, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like at that age. I was in juniors playing, but I couldn't imagine what I'd be like playing against men and the best, the best players in the world. And so, definitely a lot of confidence. And he's a really good skater, really long, um, really good reach. And I mean, he's definitely got hands and finish around the net. He creates a lot of, creates a lot of little plays. So he's a really good player. And I mean, he's only going to get better and stronger. Yeah, and and the confidence that you speak of, I mean, that just jumps out when you see him because he seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's not afraid to get in the corner and mix it up. Has he been quiet in the locker room? Uh, yeah, somewhat. I bet. I mean, as you'd expect, probably most most uh, rookies and most eighteen year olds would be. But um, no, I mean, he's definitely he has that that knack for kind of going to the net and. Maybe kind of quiet in the locker room, but he plays. He just continues to play his game. He kind of sticks to who he is as a player, and um, you kind of just see it. He makes little plays out there. He goes to the hard areas, and I mean, some of those goals he's he's gotten have just been going to going to the blue paint, and and his hands kind of do the rest when he's when he's in tight. Um, special teams look way better for our Blackhawks. You agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm not on the on the power play. Um, but on the penalty kill side, that was one thing. I mean, just coming in in the summer, and that was kind of the talk in training camp. That was one thing we wanted to improve with our team, and so I think we feel confident. And um, we got. I mean, you always want to be better, and want you want to be top of the league, top five in the league when it comes to penalty kill percentage. And I think early on in the season, we felt like we were maybe doing the right things, just maybe not getting the bounces. But um, I think another thing for a PK that gives us confidence is we have two great goalies. So. Um, that's a huge part of your penalty kill. They make those big saves. Maybe when you give up chances, you don't want to give up on your penalty kill. They kind of bail you out. And so we saw with Lenny or with Crawford back there, either one of those guys, they feel like they've been making those saves for us. They've been helping our PK as well. Hey, Ryan, you've been in the Stanley Cup final before with uh, with Vegas, and a lot of the guys that are in that uh, in that dressing room right now have been there as well. How have you kind of gelled with them, and uh, and how, is, how, how are you adapting to uh, the system here? I know you learned it a little bit in the summer, but I, I know it's changed a little bit as well. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a we have a lot of a lot of new guys here, a lot of new faces. I think compared to, I don't know how many it was compared to last year, but yeah, it, it just takes time to learn the system. Even for me, I was I was used to Vegas for the two seasons I was there, and then some of the systems change a little bit. It just it changes the things, but um, I'm so feel like I'm starting to starting to adapt. And like you said, we have that that group of veteran guys that have had success before, whether it's here with the Blackhawks winning cups or or winning playoff games, or guy like Goli Mata's won cups in Pittsburgh. So those guys that have played a lot of games in this league and knows know what it takes to to I don't know play that kind of playoff hockey and know what it takes to even just get there. So it's nice to have that blend, but we also have that youth too on our team, and um, it's exciting. Those guys seem to have fresh legs and and um, a lot of skill and a lot of talent. So I think we're a well well rounded group. How's your wife uh, Alexis uh, adjusting to being in Chicago? I hope you guys love the city. 
Yeah, we do. We love it here. Uh, a lot more traffic, but one, it's closer to home. She's she's uh, from Ohio, so we oh. get to see her. Uh, her mom a lot comes comes up to help. We have two two little boys. We have a two and a half year old boy and a four month old. So the best. she doesn't get she doesn't get out in the city too much. We're mostly just taking care of, care of them. But there's a lot to do for them. I know there's the children's museum and the zoo, and there's uh, plenty of parks and stuff. It's definitely getting colder now and uh, we haven't had to deal with the cold weather for a couple of years but um, i've lived in the midwest as well too so we know it's just part of it you know a, a lot of organizations uh take care of their players i don't know any in professional sports that take care of their players as well as the blackhawks do so it's pretty cool to to come to a new team with all the adjustments you have to make and know that the team's got your back yeah they make it as easy as, as possible from the day we signed and trying to find housing and any little thing, getting getting our cars here and and um, or anything that our our wives need, they just make sure um, that those things aren't a distraction for us as best as they can, and they just want to they give us the best opportunity to go out there and perform on the ice. Talking with Ryan Carpenter from your Chicago Blackhawks breakfast of the Blackhawks, Andy. Yeah, right. With uh, Movember around, I know it's a lot of guys are growing the stash. Uh, who's got the best one going right now? I like to think I do. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Um, How would you Schumer, describe it? Is it sort of a '70s Burt Reynolds, or is it hipper? It's like a caterpillar on my lip. <laughs> I just never. It's still not that thick. It's kind of creepy. Uh huh. But my wife puts up with it for the month of November, and I think it's just for a good cause. And I think it gives some of the boys in the room a laugh. And I think it just. I, mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's a cool thing that that hockey does raising raising awareness like that. Well, you're 28. Is that right? Yeah, 28 years old. Yeah, I mean, you're a grown man. You ought to be able to grow a mustache, but you still look like you're 15 when it's coming in. That's okay. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's genetics. I can't control that. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you wouldn't think I, I'm married with two kids, but I don't know. It's a, I guess it's a good disguise. It makes me look younger. So uh, how's a kid from Florida grow up loving hockey and playing hockey? Uh, I get that question a lot. I don't know. I, I uh, was a... The Orlando Solar Bears was a minor league team. They were in the IHL. They would have played like the Chicago Wolves. Um, would have been a team back then they played. And so I was, a, I don't know, it was just something I grew up. I liked playing roller hockey. Okay. I played street hockey, and then I eventually got into ice hockey, kind of because of the Solar Bears. I just loved it. Um, I would have. My dad probably would have baseball. He played some baseball growing up and in college, and he probably would have thought that's what I would have picked. But um, our family was kind of growing and playing a couple sports. Was getting too hectic. I had to choose between hockey or baseball. I ended up choosing hockey, and so that's probably the, the only sport I really played um, as I got older. But just loved it. And then when I was uh, like 16 years old, I was a junior in high school. I eventually had to move away from home. Uh, I just wanted to. I wanted to play in co- juniors and in college, um, and eventually pro. And so I knew to get scouted. I needed to kind of get out of the state. And so I ended up playing for a couple AAA clubs in in uh, Michigan, and eventually in juniors and then college. But um, yeah, it's pretty pretty rare. There weren't too many kids in my high school growing up that that um, either one played hockey or even really kind of understood it. Yeah, and the thing is, it's tough to get ice time around here because the hockey is just blown up so big. But I think it's probably hard to get ice time in Florida because there's one rink. <laughs> yeah, there's not. There's there's a few rinks in Central Florida, but you definitely have to drive by. It was always like a 25, 30 minute drive to a hockey rink. And then another thing too is playing another team. I know here in in Chicago, there's multiple Double A and Triple A teams, but in Orlando, there's usually just one one Double A team or one Triple A team, and then you'd have to drive 
a couple hours to play another pretty good team. So it was a lot more traveling and at a young age, supported it. But we were we were on flight sometimes to play teams in Boston or Minnesota or even Toronto and. So, and we had a blast doing it. But it just makes it a little different as a kid from Florida growing up. I'm trying to remember. Didn't the didn't the Lightning win the Stanley Cup in like 2004? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I went to the finals game. I got to go. Yeah, because you would have been 12 or 13. I would have think that would <laughs> that was a you know an hour and a half from Orlando or whatever it is. That would have been a big yeah. moment to kick your love for hockey into a new gear. Yeah, I remember me and my dad. We watched Game Six. And they were in Philly and Tampa won, I think. And so then we went online just for the heck of it to check ticket prices. And so me and my dad and my best friend and his dad, who, and he played hockey, uh, we were able to get tickets to that game seven. It was the, it would be the Eastern Conference game. Of course, they won at home. Um, it was, didn't go to a Stanley Cup final game, but definitely was following it and a huge fan of Lightning growing up. And uh, we'll let you go, Ryan Carpenter. We appreciate your time. But we will say the main reason you needed to get out of Vegas is because of that wackadoodle band with the space helmets up on the ledge there <laughs> that plays for the entire game and the goofy dark night vanquished by the golden night at the beginning. I mean, you got to get out of that. It would have ruined you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just that's just part of Vegas, I guess. Part of the show. <laughs> that's exactly. That's right. what you get. That's what you get when you go to Vegas, right? So hey, we're glad. But, you're, yeah, definitely. We're nice glad to be part of this original six and the tradition here in, in Chicago. We're glad you're here, man. Thanks for coming on. Hope we do it again. Yeah, thanks for having me on. That's Ryan Carpenter from your Chicago Blackhawks. And again, tickets go to whom, Super Joe? Who won the tickets? Benjamin from Willow Springs. Benjamin from Willow Springs gets a pair of tickets for the Stars and the Blackhawks. That's tomorrow night, courtesy of Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. More with Roe later. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about this new schedule, which starts a week from today, next hour. CLTV will join us as well. As a matter of fact, they're part of a schedule announcement, too. Uh, David Hochberg will be uh, in studio coming up. we got a lot to do on this Steve Cochran show. You think it's tough to get your family together for Thanksgiving? How'd you like to organize a parade? Hmm? How about that? Phil Purovich is here. Phil, what's your title specifically? Uh, executive producer, Chicago Thanksgiving Parade. That's a lot of work, my friend. It is. It's a, it's a labor of love, though. It's a great, great job. I'm lucky to have it. Good to see you book Mrs. Claus. That's not easy. <laughs> no. She's got a tight schedule. Uh, she made a little time for us. Uh, she said something about not wanting her husband to be in Chicago by, by himself. So. Mm-hmm. No, so you can get loose. Uh, our friend Miguel Cervantes, Hamilton, and uh, and, and uh, Chris Sullivan from This Is Us, co-Grand Marshals? That's correct. Uh, this year, as you probably know, is the year of Chicago theater in Chicago. And, of course, uh, Miguel Cervantes uh, from the Chicago cast of Hamilton is a, is a perfect pick for that. And Chris Sullivan, actor from NBC's This Is Us, uh, cut his teeth in Chicago theater. So it's a bit of a homecoming for him. So we're really excited to have him as co-Grand Marshals. Yeah, well. I'm sure he's glad to be back. Uh, Lauren Jiggett, Sarah Gendra, and uh, Dan Ponce will be there. You know, Ponce is going to start singing in the middle of this. You know, that, don't you? <laughs> you know, I, I would like that. As you probably know, he's an, an incredibly talented uh, sure. singer and artist. And who's Teddy Turkey? Teddy Turkey is the mascot, the beloved mascot of the Chicago Thanksgiving Parade. So he'll be there. Will Teddy game. survive to see sunset? Yeah, he's been pardoned. It was yeah. a he's a presidential pardon oh, turkey. Good, 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 good. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Now, here's the important thing you need to know: the weather that everybody's trying to scare you about. We're going to miss that. I understand. We are. It's going to be a fantastic day. It's going to be a bit uh, warmer uh, for a Thanksgiving in Chicago, and it's just going to be slightly overcast, and it's going to be perfect weather weather to make it up to the parade route yeah so uh, don't uh, let anybody talk you into the fact that it's going to be cold and miserable and snowy that's 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 not here no that is, that is not here that that's for december so uh, we're gonna have a great day on thanksgiving this year. what's your favorite part of the parade week i mean do you get to enjoy it 
I do. I mean, by the time all the planning is done, is that morning a little lighter for you or not so much? It is. Uh, by parade morning, uh, we have a, an incredibly dedicated team of staff, uh, key volunteers, some volunteers that have been with us for more than 20 years, and they really manage the event. So I'm there to help them in whatever capacity I can so I do get to relax and enjoy it a bit, but they really do all the heavy lifting on parade day. Well, you're good to uh, mention them. How many uh, how many floats? How many bands? I mean, how are we talking about? We'll have about a hundred total units in the parade, and uh, of those, nineteen are marching bands. We'll have about fourteen traditional floats. Uh, we'll have about fifteen staged performances in the first hour. About uh, thirty cultural uh, performance groups. Uh, nine equestrian units. So uh, we're a very traditional Thanksgiving parade, and uh, you know it's it's three hours of free family fun. So we hope everybody could come on down. And uh, airing on what channel? A WGN. Oh, we're Chicago's familiar with that. Chicago's very own. Uh, live broadcast starts at 8 a.m., wraps up at 11. And for those not in the Chicago market, we uh, live stream at WGNTV.com uh, forward slash live. You know, I did the parade a couple of years. Hmm. You did? Were yeah, you on the floor? No, I was uh, like the roving reporter uh, in the crowd with uh, for Channel 9. Oh, and, uh, fantastic. There must have been an incident. I don't know. I haven't been invited back. Oh. <laughs> what did you do? I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, Paul Conrad, huh? Paul Conrad, and I used to do for the the fireworks for the Fourth of July, the city fireworks, and the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And we've both been kicked out. Mm-hmm. Yet we're still employed by the company. So I don't know what happened. Do, do you think maybe you got on Santa's naughty list? Oh, do you think maybe that's it? Uh-huh. or Mrs. Claus could have got where? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I appreciate you coming over for a quick hit on this. But let me, again, the important things there: the weather is going to be fine. Yes. And if you want any and all information on this, where you go. Uh, ChicagoThanksgivingParade.com and there is a special seating section so uh, you can become an individual sponsor and sit in the TV zone. Just look for the uh, VIP experience at that website, uh, ChicagoThanksgivingParade.com. What a way to be a hero to your kids, huh? Oh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, We we sell out every year. There's 1,800 people in the TV zone. It's great. It's a really great experience. Nice. Access to bathrooms? Absolutely. That's you know, there's yeah. your major concern. Uh, and uh, we have uh, change, changing stations, hand wash stations. Oh, that's uh, great. ADA accessible, uh, ADA uh, portable washrooms in that area. So uh, we're really very accommodating in that area, and we hope uh, people can take advantage of this opportunity. Well, to our friends at CLTV and here on the radio, Phil, appreciate it. All right. Thank Thanks you Thanks for much. the work. i got to get a hold of Abigail. I think she saw Frozen 2 this weekend, you know, uh, and uh, see what her review is. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to critique. see Frozen 1 still. Yeah, I think I might be the only person in America. That Are you thinking you can't see Frozen 2 because we get no. lost if you didn't see Frozen 1? <laughs> Too many spoilers, I'm sure. I think sure. you'd be okay. <laughs> right. I saw the Mr. Rogers movie this weekend. Highly recommended. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Liked it very much. Um, and uh, uh, we don't know why, but G didn't sleep uh, last night. So she's been kind of punchy all morning. But off the air, if we had the off-air show going, it would be killer. <laughs> punchy. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of G, now, starting next Monday, um, there is a new schedule here. However, it's two weeks from today, because you're off next week. I am. Two weeks from today, you will begin hosting the Noon Business Lunch. I will be. Yep. And uh, that's the Wintrust yes, Business Yes, the Wintrust Business Lunch. Consider an honor. I'm looking forward to it. So that'll be a good thing. The 5 o'clock morning uh, bell um, is now the first hour of the Steve Cochran Show. And we have lots of business in there. Because I won't be awake. Um, <laughs> so you basically are going to let Grzanich ask a lot of questions during the uh, No, I, I love Steve. I want Steve on the show. But uh, there's lots of reasons to talk business that hour. You have the overnight markets uh, you know, from around the world. 
and uh, predictions for the day. We'll have uh, some of the, I mean, point being, if you love the opening bell, there'll be plenty of stuff in there to keep you happy. Um, but the Steve Cochran Show moves to 5 to 9. From 9 to noon, it'll be John Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill and Wendy are no longer with the station. A lot of people are quite upset about that. But I'll say the same thing I said to you last week. Uh, the new people that own this place, Nexstar, spent a lot of money on it. And they can do anything they want. doesn't mean you're going to agree with it or disagree with it. But that's their prerogative. And the risk that they have is that you will like the changes. And, uh, and you'll stick around and you'll bring friends. Um, I don't see this as a comment on Bill and Wendy at all. They're no, fabulously talented. absolutely not. And I talked to Bill um, yesterday, I guess it was again, and uh, and Wendy uh, over the weekend as well. And they've handled themselves with such grace and integrity. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it sucks that they're gone if you love them. And um, uh, it's just a change. That's all. It's a hard business. And it's a change that Nexstar decided to make. Same thing with some of the music on this show and different things that they've done. You know, it may not be things that uh, that you find comfortable or whatever, but maybe you'll like them down the road. I don't know. I'm just here to tell you, it's not my call. It's their call. So I, I hope you'll uh, continue to give it a chance. The ratings are good, and we think they're going to continue to get better. So we appreciate the support. Uh, but we'll miss Bill and Wendy as well, and uh, and they'll miss being here. Uh, at noon, I said, will be the uh, the Winters Business Lunch with G. And then from 1 to 3, Anna DeVlantis. Anna finally, and uh, any shock here, Anna finally got totally sick of Roe and said, I've got to get off that show. <laughs> uh, so Anna has her own show. And um, she and I have talked, yeah, I mean, she and I have been friends forever. And she and I have talked about this for a long time. To have an opportunity to have a prominent uh, Chicago female on the air, like you at noon, doing it, you're taking the business thing, and then Anna from one to three, to have her opportunity. It doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, the view. It just means from a female perspective, and a mom and a working woman, there's some perspective there that a bunch of dopey guys aren't going to have. So I think that's a good thing, and I look forward to hearing Anna as well. And then Rose on three to seven, and Justin on at night when there's no, uh, no, uh, no hockey or baseball in the spring. Did I miss anything? Uh, Nick. Nick DeGilio. Oh, and Nick. The new Nick hours mm-hmm. from uh, 11 until 4 in the morning. Because why wouldn't he be on the regular 11 till 4 in the morning shift? Uh, but we have tried to get Nick off that overnight show before. He, ref- he refuses to work during the day. He's a vampire. He, he uh, clearly is. Um, and the weekends, uh, there's some interesting things I'm told coming up on the weekends as well. Uh, many of you text and Facebook somehow seem to think I'm still involved with making decisions around here. I promise you I'm not. <laughs> I've been invited to those meetings in a long time. Um, so, again, it's uh, the uh, greatest station in Chicago because it's uh, the greatest station in Chicago. And there's certainly been mm-hmm. times in the past over the last 95 years where you've liked some changes and didn't like others. We hope you'll continue to stick around and we hope to earn your loyalty and keep it. Yeah. And it's going to be bittersweet for me. I'll be sad to leave the morning show. And Whoa, the team. I didn't know you were leaving. <laughs> I, I will. News. I'm going to be sad what? to leave you guys. Yeah, we're I just starting like, to figure I you know, out. <laughs> I know. I mean, because I'm a newcomer here, and uh, but I'm excited to flex some different uh, muscles as well. No, it's great. To it's... Showcase other aspects of my knowledge and personality, and and it's going to be your show. So uh, well, it's your responsibility. I... You can no longer just go to management and say it's not my show. It's Steve's show. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Put so now you've got to make on. it work. Well, I also want to make sure that I live up, to, you know, to the standard that's been set for the the show and uh, continue the sure. uh, great legacy sure. that Steve Bertrand, sure. who will still be on during that hour during the news, right. um, has set forth. Um, so that starts again a week from Monday because you have a long planned vacation. Yes. Next week. I will be in uh, Mexico. 
Yeah, and, and again, whatever cartel you're involved in, it's none of our business. <laughs> no. We just hope you'll come back safely. <laughs> safely, yes. I'm just going to be the third wheel for my girlfriend and her husband. So, and you know, the thing that I regret as much as anything about you leaving the show is that you were going to bring your mom in to meet me. Well, I think we should still do that. I mean, don't you think? Don't you think oh, I, she's got to come in? Don't you think yeah. for like a second? Can you can you find time in your show uh, to give us a segment? I don't know. I'll ask. And don't say the five o'clock hour, Steve. <laughs> well, no, she's no. Mom. She'll get up. We can't make it at the five o'clock hour. <laughs> um, and uh, your mom is. I mean, if I could tell half the stories you've told me about your mom off I the know. air, on the air. Uh, she would be the number one star and in this place. I know. I'm not complaining about her because she's, you know, she was a single mom for most of my life. Worked three jobs to p- help, you know, get me piano lessons and put me through college. So I'm forever grateful, and we are best of friends. But she drives me bananas. <laughs> I can't right. even describe to you. Right, right, and she's right. regressing. It's like because she didn't get to do all the things she wanted to do as a kid or as a young adult. Now she's basically doing all those things and embarrassing me. Well, see, but that's part of the entertainment, and that's why I want to meet her. <laughs> so she's, I figure by the time she gets 80 years old, she's going to act like an 18-year-old. So she's like Benjamin Button. She's going in reverse going order. Yeah. yeah, especially yeah, with the, uh, yeah, wanting to be out and uh, festive. Uh, one texture from the 630, it's terrible that Bill and Wendy are gone. Steve, you wouldn't be so flip if you were axed. Um, just to be clear now, for fact, I've been fired nine times. I'm fairly familiar with it. Uh, and uh, I think they should have fired you and kept Bill and Wendy. Okay, another point to make here. You can feel any way you want to feel. I didn't fire them. I love both of them. We're not on at the same time. It's not the same decision. So I understand you may be angry, but please direct your comments to management because, uh, you know, we love Bill and Wendy. And, uh, and you've been we, working with them for a very long time. Yeah, I've known Bill for 100 years, which is odd because none of us are that old. <laughs> It is uh, coming up on 927. Uh, let's take a break, get to the bottom of the hour news here in a little bit. Live from CLTV and 720 WGN. Thanks for all the texts, and please keep those coming in. Uh, 312-981-7200. Uh, the uh, Hawks play tomorrow night. Correct. And what time will that game be? That'll be 630 pregame, 7 o'clock puck drop. So you got your uh, your 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 Wideman and your Troy? You got your Wideman, you got your Murray, you got your Bowden, you got the Blackhawks. It's all good. By the way, we don't talk about Chris Bowden much. He does a great job. He is uh, fantastic. He's a pro's pro. Uh, a good one of the nicest too. guys you'll ever meet, too. Yeah. yeah. So, Chris, happy Thanksgiving to you. And happy Thanksgiving to you and you and you and you. And you, too, David Huckburn. Thank you. I feel like I'm in Rom Patrol. Yeah. Yeah. A little flashback. Hold some mirror or something. What <laughs> yeah. was that? Magic I, mirror? Yeah, yeah. yeah. magic mirror. I always sat there and go, come on, David. David, say David. Please say David. <laughs> and then when she did, I'd go into, like, a depression. Right. Until she said David six weeks later. It's just part of your childhood. Maybe mm-hmm. that explains yeah. a lot of things. Well, it could. Uh, Mr. Hochberg will explain everything he knows about, and that's a long list. David Hochberg's here, and I've made no secret of the fact that David is a friend of mine, and he also frightens me. Yes. Um, and uh, you're affiliated with uh, Homeside Financial, but Team Hochberg... He's out there trying to save the world. Yes, we are. One loan at a time, actually. All right. And you know Andy Major? I know Andy. We went to high school together. We go way back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I ever told you this, Andy. I did a fundraiser <clears throat> a couple of years ago, Northside. And uh, there are a couple of uh, very attractive. <laughs> you know the story. This. this is great. <laughs> a couple of uh, a couple of very attractive women who came up and said, um, um, "Hi, Steve." And I said, uh, "Hello. How are you?" And uh, they said, um, "We know you're friends with David Hochberg." He was quite a stud in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to high school with him. And before I get to the next thing, 
<laughs> they paused and they went, what do you think happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> How true. All uh, of that. Uh, yeah. All right. Now, listen, we have the some news. The Mets are better nowadays than they were when we were in high school. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um, we have some news. You're yes. going to do a longer form version of the David Hochberg Love Talk. Yes. Uh, in the form of a Saturday morning show. Yes. We right. are, so yes. when is that going to be? Um, I've been doing a show on, on Chicago Radio for 15 years, and we're bringing it over. I'm very honored and happy to announce we're bringing it over to WGN Saturdays from 10 o'clock till noon, right after the Home Smart Show with Lou Manfredini. John Williams is going to be um, still on Saturdays, so he's still going to be, you know, nothing's happening with John. John's a friend of mine. But, we, but we're going to be tucked in behind uh, Lou's show starting January 10 to noon. 10 till noon. Okay. With with all the current sponsors that are currently there. And we have new sponsors already signed up. So everything about your home. Everything about your home. Bankruptcy, credit. Uh, we have realtors on the show here. I'll just... Uh, Meg- but also rehab stuff. Rehab stuff. Megapros Joe is our in-house uh, GC. Permaseal, Roy Spencer comes on. Builder Supply Outlet, Tom Tom Chanky. All these guys come in the studio, and I'm just kind of like in the band leader. So when somebody calls in with the basement question, I'm not going to be the one that... You know, you got Roy Spencer right there. Ask mm-hmm. Roy Spencer. Mm-hmm. Somebody wants to redesign their house, you've got you got Megapro Joe and Tom Chanky. So you, you'll take calls? We'll take... Well, that's well, that's the basis of the show. It's okay. 100% listener participation. <clears throat> We'll take text messages. And if people want to call in with uh, a question about fi- refinancing or credit, we have a credit enhancement expert every show. We already have a couple of new sponsors. Uh, L- Lindemann and Dykstra Home Home Services has signed up for the HVAC. Uh, house 15 is a company that will sell your house in under 15 It's days. an impressive lineup. Yeah. Listen, I'm very happy. I'm very proud of the of the sponsors on the show. Mr. Floor, ComEd, JC Restoration. It goes on and on and on. Robert Andreas, uh, Stephen A. Leahy, Rose Pest Solution, Lindholm Roofing. All of these, all of the, these local companies that you've heard advertise the owners or one of their foremen or one of their lead guys or gals are coming in uh here rose pest solutions been around for years janelle Iacino comes in and she like turns into a bug on air like if somebody calls i got a stink bug and she like literally converts herself into a a stink bug and starts <laughs> out, like go into these little crevices i mean she it, 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 it's amazing and, and she's fantastic and the the great part about the show that we've developed and it's not my show it's our show is that the listeners that call in get honest answers and if they don't have, if we can't give them the answers, we'll tell them to go someplace to, you know, to locate it. Well, it's so, a nice extension beyond Lou. Lou answers questions about everything, and now you're going to be able to follow that up with broader questions about your home and stuff sure. you need to know about your home. Right, and Lou's the godfather. And, and really, yeah. everything related to spending money on your home. Absolutely, right. And a lot of people have questions, hey, I want to put on a roof, how am I going to afford it? Right? I want to put on that kitchen. How am I going to finance it? I, I you know, a, a, Amy Kite is going to be on. Donna Sattler, realtor, uh, realtor Jill Van Reet. We have different realtors for different parts of the uh, listening area. We're well, it's going to be good. I hope. Yeah, I, I think. No, it's no, no. Be I good. hope it's going to be good. Yeah. Well, thank Where's you. Where's the confidence? No, I, the I'm confidence. not one of the women that don't find you attractive anymore. It's going to be good. I know that. Well, that's the Highland Park group. If you came into Northbrook, you know they still find me attractive. <laughs> I can't compete with the Highland Park. What are you calling there. this show? It's uh, Home Sweet Home Chicago. It. it it's the same as it's called now. I want to okay. thank Marv Nyron for allowing us to use the name uh, from across the river there. And Marv's a nice man. Marv's a great guy, the best looking man in radio. I mean, he is. Does that include me? What's that? Does that include me? You are in a different category of, of good looking. You know, yeah. there, there's good looking Marv and there's good looking me and you. And that's yeah. a whole other category. We're interesting. In the dark. <laughs> right. <laughs> In the dark, with with very dark sunglasses, with blackout, with blackout. Okay, easy. All right, take it easy. Um, So uh, that will be again debuting when Uh, January fourth, two thousand twenty. Right here, we'll be in studio. So they're a month away. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm warning about the way. I'm p- about five, six weeks, super jacked up. All right. Well, congratulations. Thanks, and good man. for us. Yeah. You know, we could actually do a little preview of Hochberg's new show coming up right now. Uh, if you hurry up uh, and get a text or a call in at 312-981-7200, anything about financing or refinancing your house, uh, then you will uh, you'll be able to get your question out, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to get as many in here as possible. All right, so there's uh, whispers about another deal with China today. Sure, these are just whispers until something happens. Sure, does it affect the markets? Sure, I, I, every time they announce that something's going to be settled, you know the markets go up and and, and interest rates get a little worse. So it's listen, we've been playing this interest rate China yo-yo game since the tariffs were implemented. So until it happens, I'll believe it, right? And 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 so far, it's been kind of like all right, we we've got to distract something from other news that's going on in Washington. So let's throw the China thing out there, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, until it's done and you got a signed agreement with the Chinese. Forget about it. Is is, is my take on it? So All right. So what is? But, but for instance, today, if I came to Team Ackberg today and I said, I want to refi my house. Sure. Good day to do it. Yeah. Listen, it's a great day to do it. Friday, we had a guy that's been waiting for like five years to call us. Right, stuck okay. in five and a half percent rate. Finally got a good job. Homes finally uh, got equity back. His credits back. And and he's been like, I've been waiting for the past two years to call you, but I I didn't have a full time job and I've been working on my credit. Boom. Okay, we got him into the fours. We're paying off a ton of debt. We're saving him like thirteen fourteen hundred dollars a month. We're not going to save everybody thirteen fourteen hundred dollars a month. But you know, to some people, I, I I got a guy right now. He he filed bankruptcy. His bankruptcy attorney messed up his paperwork. Long story short, he had to buy a house. So he bought a home. He's an eight point seven five percent loan. Okay, eight point seven five percent loan. A loan shark? No, but the, the, that's the best that he could do. He needed wow. to buy a house. So at the time, he, him and his family, like, what the hell are we gonna do? Right. So boom, he gets in at eight. So points. it's a knuckles mortgage? No, no, no. It, it, I, I, I represent this lender, but guess so there's what? more people out there in that situation than you would guess. You, you would fall on yourself if possible. I paid. I would sponsor to see that. But, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you have no idea how many listeners. I'm just having a visual of you falling on yourself. Yeah, just trying to get, get that, that out of your head. Yeah, uh, there are there are tens of thousands of <laughs> listeners right now that are listening to the station that have seven percent and above and are paralyzed to do anything. Which and and I and I and I and I I I, I beg them to please give us a call. This guy was at eight point seven five. We're saving him six hundred dollars, six hundred dollars well, a, a big month. Deal. And then, and then come June first, after the two year anniversary of his Chapter Thirteen discharge, we're going. To, he's going to open up into a Fannie Mae Freddie Mac loan, and we're going to drop him. God willing, rates are still down. If rates are where they're at now, we're going to save another six hundred dollars, probably probably close to a thousand dollars. A listener says, uh, "Why are closing costs such a big deal, and why does everybody talk about them in their commercials?" Why? I'll tell you why. Because there are scumbags out there that want you to believe that 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 closing costs are, are are no big deal. Here, I'll give you a perfect example. There's a guy right now driving a bus. It's south of Peoria okay. that that went to Rocket Love and London. They charged him. Wanted to charge him before he called me eleven thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. They want to send their legal team at me. Bring it because I've got your loan estimate. I got your loan estimate from one of your crackpot you know, loan officers sitting in his underpants waiting for the phone to ring in in his bedroom. Okay, eleven thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. Okay, so they quote him a rate not so much lower than our rate. Yeah. we quote him rate slightly higher, and he's listening right now. Driving kids to school, slightly higher. Gave a full closing cost credit. 
So okay. it goes from 11.7 to zip. Zip! How are you going to sustain this level of energy? I'm doing Kegel exercises. For two I'm hours on Saturday. Listen it's, listen, it's not a level of energy I'm concerned about. It's his blood pressure. Yes, all because of that Because he combined. is this passionate about this stuff. If you haven't noticed, there's a Chicago Fire Department shop right next door. They're on notice. We're going to bring in a. We're going to bring in the paddles and have and have a stretcher ready to go. Stand by. But it annoys you. I'm, in the PPG I'm, green room, just ready to go. Nice plug. Nice plug. Um, the thing that annoys you, though, are, is when people, it's a misinformation. It's a misinformation, and when people are scammed, and people eat the crap suit that they're delivered, and they didn't order crap in their soup. And, and, and I'll tell you what, okay, and that's and that's a quote. <laughs> Maybe the worst analogy I've ever heard. You can put that on a fine. bumper sticker, okay? I, well, I'm not going to put a sticker like that on no, my car. I would, but I, I'll do it for you. But okay, here's another thing: no closing costs. Yes. Okay. It's scam so no closing costs what they don't tell you is they have to put you into a slightly higher interest rate in order to cover the closing costs we do that all the time okay so closing costs so, so everybody understands there is an administrative cost absolutely to processing the loan you have an appraisal which is about four hundred dollars right. you've got you've got people guys and gals behind the scene doing the underwriting and pushing the paper so there is that's what closing costs is closing costs have become such a negative you should come up with a new term for it happy costs so here <laughs> <laughs> Tremendously happy costs. Okay, I, 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 that that's my marketing. Uh, All right, I got another question. Degree in, in Northern Illinois. Two two four bankruptcy four years ago. Credit reestablished. Score now seven twenty. Bring it. Excellent. Mortgage loan possible? <clears throat> yes, absolutely. You can get a bit here. You, you can get a loan one day of a out of a Chapter thirteen bankruptcy if you're if you're a veteran with a VA loan. You can get a FHA loan one year after one day one day after a Chapter thirteen discharge. Sorry, with a VA loan one year after a Chapter thirteen discharge with an FHA loan and two years with a, a conventional loan after a Chapter thirteen discharge. Okay. Now. Uh, chapter 7, it's two years, VA, FHA, and four years, Fannie Freddie. There are people, that is what this show is going to be about. That's why I come on the radio, to break down these barriers of misinformation. I, I, I beg this person to please call me, 855-56-DAVID, because if you're four years out and 700 credit scores, it's like having a pimple in high school. And I had a lot of pimple in high schools, and those ladies that you met in Highland Park... I don't know why I'm going to ask this, like, but like kids how with is pimples. this like a having overweight. a pimple in high school? Why? Because it's four years ago, right? I mean, you have a pimple, it's big, it's red. Okay, can I just suggest a different analogy? It's like taking candy from a baby. It's uh, easy for me to do this alone for you because you've done the hard work before you walk in. I like the pimple because everybody had pimples in high school because you have a pimple in high school. Four (laughs) years later, you don't have a pimple anymore. It's gone, right? There's no mark. Um, 708. I had a pimple two weeks ago. I stopped eating sugar. It was like I had a third eye coming out of my forehead. 708. Hockberg's or Crock-Pot? I think they mean Crack-Pot. Well, it depends. <laughs> please, uh, please send another text to uh, Charmaine. You have something you'd like to say about Mr. Hockberg? Yeah, that's my wife's name and stuff. Like oh, I'm sorry. Phone. It's Dennis. Go ahead. Anyway, that's right. It's Dennis. Anyway, so, listen. For the people that are listening, they got to get a clue. they got to listen to what Mr. Hockberg is saying. Everything okay. he says is true. This man helped me. He brought my credit score up from a 430. I got in the mid sixties. He got me into a heart. Listen, the, the equity in my house is gaining every day. That's a big I, deal. I can't believe how that you know the principal is falling off daily. It's crazy. You know, he got me such a good rate. I can't even. I have people. Rocket loving lending calls me and they want to try. I said, "Can you beat three point three seven five? Because that's what Mr. Hockberg gave me. They said we can't even touch that. 
So well, that's really, great, man. That's great. Thank you for that, Dennis, and congratulations on getting your life all uh, in order here. That's yeah, a good thing. That's very yeah. cool. Let me get Greg in here. Greg's in Buffalo Grove. You have a question, Greg. Yes, I do. Uh, we have a. My wife lives in a townhouse, and she's had some trouble with the mortgage, and she's tried a couple of refis, and everybody's telling her that the problem they're having once they look into the development is that the development is over-rented, not enough owners, and they're pretty much denying her refi based on this rental thing. Is she being... Is she being scammed? Is that true? Well, she's or going to the wrong lender. Just not looking in the for the right. Should you got to talk to the right people. To come yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah you, you got to talk to the right people. Right. Do you live someplace off? You said your wife lives in a townhouse in Buffalo Grove. Do you live? We got less than a minute. Right. A, so, uh, so here, if if there are things called limited review condo approvals, which we could get. Okay, we have a great condo gal by the name of Karen. We, I call her the condo queen uh, on our team. Condo Queen on our team. That should be on a bumper sticker. So here's what I need you to do, Greg. 855-56-DAVID. Just give me a call. Tell you tell the lady that or guy that answers the phones that you just talked to me. I'll tell you what. Let's put. Can we put him on hold and we get his He's number? He's on hold off? right now. All right. So Greg, hang on. Hey, hey, Viv or, or Joe. Viv, yeah, get, I get his, his number. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, so call, David I'll, can call, call I'll call. I'll call. There's there's so All much right. bad information. All right. So uh, last one, and I mean, give me a quick one on this. Yes. I refinance paying off all credit cards and now have zero credit cards. Is right. that going to help my credit score? Absolutely. Don't shut the credit cards down. Keep the credit cards open because if you shut the credit cards down, you lose all the benefits of paying off the credit cards. Absolutely. Your credit card sh- should shoot up within 30 days and continue to get stronger every day after that. Let me say uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy to you. Thanksgiving to you. And uh, congratulations on the show. Thank you. And yeah, I won't be seeing you before Thanksgiving. Thanks yeah. for coming in. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And uh, you, But you are going to be here tomorrow. I will not be, but you'll be here tomorrow? Uh, no. Oh, you're not going to be tomorrow. No. Okay. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Hey, anyway. right back at you. I'm not, I'm not taking that back. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> and we'll come back, and uh, let's see. We're going to get who in here next? That's right. Jane Monzuris is in next on 720 WGN. Off on, uh, to, well, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Back on Wednesday. I'll see you then. News time now. Steve Sandoval.